He's got a much better butt than Steve's on. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the ADC Horrorcast. This is the Creative the Town podcast brought to you by us over at ADCHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. You are a man, aren't you? With a sword and a heart. <laughs> it's sitting next to Jake. It's, it's, a, it's, soul. it's, it's a soul. It's, it's a not soul a sword. A Damn it! I thought it was a dick joke. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sitting next to Jake is someone else who's fine now that he's not murdered. It's Mark. Howdy, gentlemen. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And this week, we watched 2001's Joyride, which was a Mark pick. Yeah, it was. And we are going to spoil the absolute nonsense out of that, fair warning, when we actually start to review it. And hey, we do have a Patreon going right now, but we are not where your money should be going. So, as it has been for over a year, all of our Patreon proceeds are going to Feeding America. And what the hell are you doing? <laughs> We're pantomime. <laughs> We're pantomime. I thought it was a you pick, and we're discussing in the background. And I was trying to, I, he was trying to tell me that it was probably a Jack pick because of the because he you drive a motorcycle and you like joy rides. And I was simply trying to pantomime that I also enjoyed driving in my car. I'm just not a motorcycle guy, so I was leaning back with the one hand like I was joy riding, like he's cool yeah. or something. Okay, good. Well, now you've used up our Patreon time, so no Patreon plug this week. Um, uh, whatever, we have it. Deal. People can join it, but it'll go to Feeding America. Like Absolutely. Always. And if yeah. you don't want to do that, that's fine. But do. Do, do something you can for someone who needs it. Blacklivesmatters.card.co remains a good list of resources, ways you can help fight systemic racial injustice. And if you need a little escapism, hopefully you can have some fun in the horror world with us for at least the next little bit. So on that, mm, you know what that means. It's time to get time to do the getting drunk parts on that score. Let's do beers for fears. Full disclosure. I've already been doing a little bit of the getting drunk part. It is King Kamehameha Day. It's a state holiday here in Hawaii. So I had a lovely brunch with my sister and her fiance and had a bunch of Palomas. So I'm, 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 my engines are revved, as it were. What time um, is it there? Uh, it's like 3? 3 p.m. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's brunch time. Jake, what, what are your fears for these fears? Let me tell you what I didn't go with this week. How about that? And then he just lists every beer ever made. (laughs) Well, I mean, I wanted to go with something that had to do with, like, the car or, like, Joyride overt theme. Um, Yeah, this was a hard movie to beer for. So let me tell you what I did go with. I ended up going with Hyde. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Let me spin you a yarn, okay? (laughs) Let me tell tell you what I didn't Let me talk about stuff. Let me start by telling you what I did. Let me talk about it, okay? (laughs) I'm drinking a High Drive Hazy Double IPA, which is by Lumberbeard Brewing. I think they're out of Spokane. And actually, I had I didn't give a, a damn thought to the brewery. But now that I'm thinking about it, Lumberbeard could have probably been like a name for someone they were talking to during that whole process. The thing that I didn't go with, and I did this because I just don't drink their beer anymore. And they are a sh- in, they're in shambles. They're a shell of their former brewery self. Crooked Fence Brewing in Boise, Idaho has a pale ale called Rusty Nail Pale Ale. Didn't get it. That would have been a good choice. That would have been a great one to get. It would have been the best one. So I'm just telling you that I thought about it, but I chose not to do, do they it. Still, you could have gone get a growler. I didn't want to. Exist? I don't. I don't. I don't uh, patronize. Yeah, Mark. Them. It's a. It's a brew pub. It's like just a restaurant now. Oh, you no, have it's like not. Going... No, it's not. No, it is not. It's not a restaurant anymore. No, that that barrel house thing is no longer in existence either. Now they're back to like the same thing they had when they started like ten years ago. They're a goddamn joke. So if I wanted to get <laughs> a can of Rusty Nail, I would have to like go. Buy I haven't it from seen any of their alley. stuff in stores for a long time, and yeah. I don't know if that's COVID influenced or what. But I believe, I mean, 
my eyes are telling me that you're probably going to be shit out of luck unless you go to the brewery, which is all way down. No one cares. It's 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 a ways away, Mark. Gotcha. <laughs> all right, Mark, how about you? What are your beers for these fears? So I let me tell you what I didn't get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. I like this logic. Um, I, I set out to to find something related to the, uh, you know, the journey, of some type of joyride or car or something or other. I'm very used to the Utah selection of the things that are available down there. And what I probably would have gotten a few weeks ago would have been an accelerator IPA, but we don't have that up here. Um, and then I realized that probably the objective perfect beer for this would be a Prankster by North Coast. But I drank that a few weeks ago, and also it was not available where the store I went to was. The co-op? <clears throat> Which store did you go to? Uh, give, me, Al- give me that Boise juice. Albertsons. Nice. Yep. Um, so, we talking 17th Street, Albertsons? Oh, yeah. All day. Hell yeah, buddy. So um, I went I went with something a little bit atypical here. Um, I went with something that I think this guy probably could have been called when he was in like junior high, high school as like his other nickname before he chose Rusty Nail for himself. I'm drinking a Colossal Claude by, uh, by Rogue. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is Colossal. That's like his whole thing. He's enormous and can overpower any human. As and, <laughs> that's his thing, and yeah, that's that's his thing. As okay. also, he drives a semi truck. And that's Ted Levine is thing. a is colossal among in the acting community. Yeah, he's a colossal. Presence. I've heard him referred to as such. I've also re- heard him referred to as micro. Now, noteworthy, <laughs> that is a. 20 ounce skinny boy. It's a big. It's a big boy. It's a. It's a pint. It's sixteen. It's a one point one no, point three point two, whatever the fuck that. That's comes like twenty. To. It's like almost twenty ounces. Why would why would they do it in that? Because, I don't know because fuck. I hate those. <laughs> I hate those tall skinny ones. They're stupid. It's a tall skinny one and it's eight point two. So this is gonna be a fun episode, I think. Yeah, Ooh, you've been. Hello, I know buddy. what you were drinking beforehand. Yeah, I've too. also been drinking since four because it's Friday and fuck it. <laughs> I was too sad to drink before this podcast. I'm sorry about your abs, Jack. Oh, I'll talk about it more in the next segment. It's fine. <laughs> this, is, this is very sloppy. Pre- please bring us back on task. I will. Uh, I found this movie to be a tremendously hard one wait, to beat. Wait, Jack, first. What did you me. not get? Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just don't give a fuck right now. <laughs> there What'd, is you do? A, What'd you do? There is a broken tail light beer from a brewing collective out of the East Coast. I tried a couple of different uh, like Jack, beer stores to find. The East Coast, Could of, not find the East Coast of Hawaii. No. Of the East Coast Coast of the United States? States? Yes. I have no concept of what their beer selection is like. I couldn't find it. I just Googled, like, the the entire East Coast of the United States. I mean, yeah, it's pretty sundry. No, his. Ah, fine, I'll Google it. His beer selection, Uh, not the East Coast. I got you, I got you. You son of a bitch. (laughs) You're making this harder. I can only understand the words that you say when you say them. The New Anthem Beer Project. Why the fuck? Okay, dude. Anyway, I Googled it. it I couldn't like find it, so that's what I didn't thing. get. You're the one who wanted me to talk about what I didn't get. <gasps> okay, that's what fair. I did get. <laughs> he makes a point. <laughs> I did end up getting a Skinny Jeans IPA. Uh, that's by the Waikiki Brewing Company here. Uh, it's more for an era the thing. Waikiki. This is the early 2000s, the era of Skinny Jeans. <laughs> Whoa, Both what? Both the female characters in this in this uh, movie. What? Where, what? The, Early 2000s is totally skinny is jeans. Crop tops, low-rise skinny jeans. I'm looking. Yeah. I, I saw a low post like a few rise. days ago that was like, check out this like NBA all-star photo shoot that was so awkward from like 03. Uh, and they had all the guys in like the biggest thing I've ever seen. Everyone was wearing a parachute. Guess what my <laughs> lovely wife and sister told me about today at brunch. 2000s fashion coming back right now. So that's probably why. So I can buddy. I can bust out my like big you ass. You mean the parachutes? Stuff? No. What? Like, so- like uh. 
What are you talking? What are I you talking about? Oh, oh my he's God. staying on the skinny thing. He's doubling down on skinny. Oh, so he's doubling down on the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. It's fine, Jack. It was a good selection, maybe. And everybody wears <laughs> jeans. Look, fuck it. Everybody I don't know. Everybody does wear jeans. But drinking beers and watching Joyride <laughs> isn't the only thing we've done at the course of the last week. We might have also experienced some other stuff in the horror world. So why don't we talk about it in our segment, Rocking Horror Worlds? I forget how to do this. Have we ever been uh, more off track than today? Starting with uh, paying up on lost beers for fears. Unless there aren't any, I don't have any. There I don't aren't any. Don't cue that, that God. No, dude. So don't cue no. that sound effect. Next you know why I don't? Effect. I will Let's say I have some that I need to watch, but nah. Me too. Uh, I didn't. I have a bunch I need to watch. I didn't get oh, no to any shit, of them because I was too busy watching big budget bangers. I got a bunch to talk about Ooh, here. Where do you want me to go? Uh, I don't know. Go to the biggest budget banger you can boast over. Okay, I'll start nice. at the very tippy top here, buddy. I went to the goddamn movie theater. Woo! Went to the went to the theater beep, beep, and beep. saw Quiet Place Part Two. Are Did you they spell now? it with an R E or an E R? Uh, consolidated theaters, ER. Okay. Um, either way, um, it was, it's a, man, I've, it's been well over a year since I've been to a movie in the theaters. Yep. It was a fucking delightful experience. I do it. My wife and I were like five, we had the perfect seats, dead center, high enough, empty on either side of us. Whew. Just wonderful. Uh, movie is pretty good. Uh, this is this is the conjuring, right? Is that what you're talking no, about? No, this is a quiet place. place. Oh, this is a quiet place. Fuck, dude. I can't keep yeah. track of you. My God, um, it's has the same or more like plot holes as a quiet place. The first one that will irritate you if you think about them, but it's captive, captivating to watch. Those Billy were, Murphy is great, and Emily Blunt yeah, is great. Yeah, those were easy um, to move past in one. One is a good horror movie. It has some like things that if you think about it too much, like a lot of movies do, that will be. Just yeah, I will say or, two is a lot less tight. I don't want to spoil anything, but it's a lot more sprawling. Like they try to do a little too much, I think, at some points. Uh, but it is ultimately a really like it's not. It it's certainly in no world would I call it like bad or or you know you should absolutely watch it. It's very good. I think I think this one's uh, coming to Paramount Plus in like a month. So yeah, I'm gonna right. I'm probably I don't know. This is the one that I would want to watch in the theater of. It, it was really cool. They do, you know, Krasinski obviously directed it. They do a lot more stuff with the, like, total silence when it's from the, the deaf character's perspective. Yeah. And that is really powerful in a theater. Did he write this one, too? I think he had a writing he credit. Did. I think he did everything. Yep. Uh, yeah. The, the thing that I think... I, so this was a top one for me, and I don't believe either of you put it in that place for our horror release roundup of the month. But I, th I think I remember both of you being a little concerned about this kind of taking the the thing you'll see in zombie movies where it's just humans being dicks to each other. I, I've i yes. tried to stay in the dark on this film, and I want you to not spoil things either, Jack, but I've yep. heard some things about it, and it's leading me to believe that we might be okay. Yeah. Like, I, it is still more focused this. on the... Mon like, there, there is a heavy dose of, of the monsters being involved. It's not just, the, like... The monsters people. are the primary focus of the movie. That's yes. all I need to know. Um, okay, so and that's the, the monsters are just dickish humans, I guess. Is the, is the, correct? Yeah, cool. <laughs> that would have been a disaster. <laughs> yes. That's the biggest, baddest one I've got to talk about. But let's keep going down the list. I also, Jake, as you alluded to, watched The Conjuring: colon, The Devil Made Me Do It Terrible on subtitle. HBO. Understandable. Um, this got released on HBO. Yeah. Um, this yeah. is what the oh, third, yeah. the, the like ninth movie in the Conjuring verse. The, the third, third of these primary Ed and Lorraine Warren ones. God, is it really the uh, ninth? 
Are, are we counting Annabelle? I guess Annabelle is like you have all to. the Annabelle movies, yeah. the 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 Curse of La Llorona, all that stuff. Um, this one, no. as we discussed in HRR, not directed by James Wan, directed by the guy who did the Curse of La Llorona. Um, that does come through. It's certainly nowhere near as bad as the Curse of La Llorona, but it is a decline from the second, which to was clarify, a decline to clarify from the first. The, comparing things to the Curse of La Llorona or the Nun, for that matter, is not our measuring stick. I think to, also to clarify, though, this is directed by that same director, but I yeah, don't that's, believe. That's why I was saying. Now I haven't seen it, but I don't. I don't remember anyone shitting on the direction of that. I think it was more the 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 concept and perhaps the script. No, I would actually say that the direction of that movie was quite good. It was. Yeah, so it's fine. Um, and this one, it's 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 pretty good here too. I will say like. The thing I like least about the Conjuring movies is the, like, overarching theme of Ed and Lorraine's war and love, like, conquers all yeah. and cuts through the, the devil's power and all that stuff. And yeah. they, that's the main focus of this I movie. Mean, like, they're going away from the haunted house stuff and towards the their love conquers all. Could have seen that from and the trailer, though. I don't like it. Yeah. Um, it it's This one is fine. This was a, a bigger decrease from... This one is worse than A Conjuring 2, then A Quiet Place 2 was worse than A Quiet Place 1. I um, definitely, I want you to spoil one thing for me. Yes, sir. Uh, Conjuring 2 had Patrick Wilson singing Elvis. If yep. they're if they're leaning heavily into Our Love Conquers All, is there like an Ed and Lorraine duet where they sing like Islands in the Stream or something like that? Because honestly, that would put it way, that, that easily put it into the top three movies no no singing no singing by patrick wilson whatsoever but they do have the on the very on the nose licensed music from the era um that you know like london calling when they go to london i mean i i enjoy that what era how much later was 81 i think okay what licensed music do they use I don't. Uh, you'll see. You'll. I'm sure you're gonna watch it. It's on HBO. That's a yeah. spoiler. Yeah, I just have to log they, in. There's like four songs that are like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Are any of them islands in the stream? No. None of them were islands in the stream. Are any of them ghetto superstar? None of them are ghetto superstar. Damn it. Okay. Well, that's those. Are <laughs> but let's let's talk about what songs they weren't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm into that. Uh, <laughs> let's keep going. I also watched Army of the Dead on Netflix. This is the Zack Snyder zombie heist movie. Nice. Um, I'm I went in with a sour attitude because I don't like Zack Snyder and I don't think he's made a good movie in a very long time. And I don't love zombie <laughs> or movies. maybe ever. <laughs> yeah, maybe ever. Uh, this movie kind of rules. So this is um, his best film. <laughs> this is my, I think this is Zack Snyder's best film. It is overindulgent and too long and very... Very stupid, but it's also a ton of fun. <laughs> if you're gonna make a zombie movie uh, at this point, it better be overindulgent. Like, let's I got It is very, very fun. I gotta tell you, Jack. I, I cross talked you a little bit, but what I was saying was, uh, I'm about thirty to forty minutes into this one. I, uh, me and me and the baby watched this while we were waiting for my wife to come home from work, um, and we got that in between nap time and meal time. And I got to the point, I'm basically to the point where they have gotten the crew back together and the guy goes out to the desert to dig up his old like zombie <laughs> sabotage kit or whatever. And he pulls it's buried a, in a barrel, <laughs> buried in a barrel. And the thing he pulls out of the barrel is a fucking concrete saw. Like that's his <laughs> with that's a modified his, blade. <laughs> that's yeah. his tactical weapon. He just goes, oh, yeah, baby, let's get back to it. I got my concrete saw. <laughs> Yeah, that 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 scene exemplifies pretty much the whole movie. I know, and now I'm very much excited to watch the other. I don't know, 200 minutes that are left. It's yeah, it's way too long. <laughs> the other really what one thing I did want to note about this movie, Mark, did you have you? Done, I can't remember. Is has Tignataro been in it much yet? Just at the point where she accepts the. I mean, so she's in the intro credits, which are like eight minutes long, by the way. 
Um, and then she, ju- yeah, just the scene where she's like, yeah, I'll take your offer. Fuck it, okay. whatever. I, I hate my um, life. I, I don't. I didn't want to rob you of this experience, but I really want to talk about this. It's really interesting. It's also not a spoiler. I watched this movie and I couldn't get over how weird all the scenes with Tignataro were, and like felt disjointed and like they were from a different movie. And so I Googled around about it, and you don't have to do much Googling to find out that this was not shot with Tignataro. Her role was an entirely different actor that ended up being some horrible sex monster. So they like cut him out of the movie and green screened Tignataro playing against herself into the film. Yeah. I've heard, and, I didn't hear the horrible sex monster thing, what? but I heard the entire like green screen thing, and I think that's fucking incredible. And now I'll tell you this much. I want to start like a m- petition to get every... Like, get fucking... Um, I don't know, every, every person who's done horrible things that, like, I don't want to watch their movies anymore, I want Tignataro green-screened in their <laughs> role in every all of those movies. I want I want to take this one step further. If deep fakes are going to be any good to society, what I want is some type of Patreon channel... Which they won't. ...where we can just deep fake any actor into any movie, or any, <laughs> I mean, basically the same actor into any number of roles, and I just want, like... The Rock remade with every single person in that movie being played by Brad Pitt, you know, <laughs> like that type. <laughs> but Tignataro in this movie is fucking delightful and so weird. The part where she's like accepting the job and they're like, "Don't you care how dangerous it is?" And her very like deadpan Tignataro voice, she's like, "I truly hate my life, like truly." <laughs> and you're offering me a world-changing amount of money, so I don't give a shit. Like <laughs> yeah. it's just it's so amazing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Anyway, Army of the Dead is is delightful. It's too long, but it's on Netflix. You should watch it. It's very very fun. And now I'm uh, I'm going. I'm, Zack Snyder has made a fun movie. Um, so that's something. Next up, I watched what? The Empty Man. This, this was like a, a weird movie that kind of got like dumped to release in October of 2020. I think. Um, I don't really know the full story of it. I I, I know like it got screwed up by the merger of 20th Century Fox and. Disney. What are you two doing? Oh, God. We're, we're making lightning round sound effects because you have so many damn movies. It's two two <laughs> episodes in a row, man. Yeah. My yeah. island lifestyle's really changed, I'm, man. I'm not working 60 to 100 hours a week. I, so. Damn. You know what happened? A few weeks ago, I touched a glowing basketball, and I haven't watched any horror movies since. And Jack has suspiciously <laughs> watched a lot of horror movies. We might have gotten space jammed. Might have gotten space jammed. What happened? I didn't touch. I, I didn't touch powers. anything, and I'm like. <laughs> you have a you have a baby. It's fine. I don't have any excuses. Well, my excuse is that I touched the glowing basketball. Oh yeah, you do have an excuse. Fuck. Either way, I rented the Empty Man on Amazon. Talk about a long movie. Yeah, this is a long movie. It, my God, this movie is weird and awesome and bizarre. I heard. loved it, but it's not. It has a lot of faults, and I don't care about them because I was so enthralled by this fucking. Thing. I heard that this one might be a future cult classic. <laughs> God damn. Actually, it. no. I, mean, I that's not fair. I I heard about this one. I think that was the action of it becoming a cult classic. Like it 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 kind of hit it, hard. Its release hard. also like hard. makes that right. So when it came out, like it they they it slipped through the cracks so much they didn't even like change the 20th Century Fox logo, even though that wasn't the production company it got released under yeah. anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> like it debuted to nothing, no no advertising whatsoever. Like just at, we didn't talk about it we've never talked about it really yeah um it's and 
the premise of this movie is that there's like a, it's kind of like a, you know, kid's game. You blow into an empty bottle you find on a bridge and that summons the empty man. But holy shit, it gets, it's so weird. This movie is absolutely insane. Good. And the opening of this movie is ridiculously strong. Good. Uh, absolutely loved the opening where they find this just H.R. Giger-esque skeleton in a cave in the Alps. Like, oh yeah, I remember that. Buck Wild. Yeah. This movie rules. I don't know how objectively good it is, but I'm obsessed with it, and I want you guys to watch it so we can. Yeah, talk I, about I've it. wanted to watch this. It's on my list. I just have to, you know. All I got. All I got to do this week is get through Army of the Dead and Conjuring Three, and then apparently this thing's like three hours long. So yeah. you know. Oh, Conjuring Three is also way too God. fucking long. So. Cool. Great. This is. Christ. I mean, this is lower on my list than A Quiet Place, but higher than Conjuring. I mean, in fairness, I, that's that's the proper place I'd put it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But I I don't know. I want to see. Mm, I don't know. I want to see Quiet Place in theaters. But if I'm not executing that, then I'll probably just watch this. Choices, man. Choices. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, this is Jake muses about his upcoming week cast. Uh, one more to talk about. You we can't, can skip through it. You can't tell, listener, but he's pulled out his planner and he's started and he's whipped out a pen too, a fountain. And pen. it's like a, a it's nice like a PDA pen. from 2002. You know, it's got the flip cover. You know interestingly. what's you know what's funny is he also has a Palm Pilot, like one of the original Palm Pilots. Where you... <laughs> I'm a businessman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, last one to talk about. Uh, 28 Days Later. This was uh, my lovely wife. We got real drunk one night, and she really wanted to watch this movie just on a whim. Yep. Couldn't tell you That'll, why. Uh, why not? Um, no reason not to, though, but movie holds the fuck up. Always. Um, it's it's a really good movie, although every time I watch it, I like the last 40 minutes of it less and less. Sure. <laughs> I think the problem um, with that, though, based on the last time we watched it, I think was the actual review. Um I think the problem with that was mostly that the beginning is so not even the beginning, but the first half or whatever is so insanely strong that yeah. it can't hold up. Yeah, there's no way it could. Yeah, so absolutely. that's my issue with it, yeah. I guess, if you want to call it an issue. One of the problems with yep. storytelling is you have to have a conclusion at a certain point. Yeah, it's too bad. <laughs> I was I was on that roller coaster forever. If Which I mean, that's be. a big problem. That's the big problem with the conjuring. The devil made me do it. Like during the initial scenes of the cursing and the hauntings, it's great. Those scenes rule. <laughs> just then, when they have to actually have a story, they have a story that about the sucks. Warrens. Then you're like, I don't want to know yeah. about this. Get yeah. all messed up with that. Also, I mean, obligatory. You got to mention the Warrens in real life suck and scam artists, but that's boring. Boring take. Uh, Jake, what do you got? Uh, I have one thing from this week. Uh, no, two. I have two. First and foremost, uh, what's been rocking my horror world is the Stanley Cup playoffs gonna get that out there second because you don't want to hear me whine anymore <laughs> by the way depending on when this comes out i would like to congratulate the isles and the canadians for being in the finals god please yes <laughs> oh my god please now let's go knights flurry in the knights buddy only because of flurry i'm not mad at the knights i'm not mad at them i'm not mad at them <laughs> you're just so disappointed lots of guy oh god i'm so mad at the abs okay anyway i watched one actual movie mark and i did a swap ski on the last episode if these are at least released in order where we traded squatch movies Yes. I watched Exist, directed by Eduardo Sanchez, uh, our homeboy from the Blair Witch Project, and we were going to compare which of these we think is the better recent found footage Sasquatch movie. Um, It's not even close. It's Willow Creek. Oh, my God. Interesting. I This movie is not good. I thought it was quite <laughs> it was fine. bad. It was pretty good. I, no. I, I think it was quite bad. This is uh, this is the like the epitome of a found footage movie that feels the need to go like 
as bonkers as it can from an energy standpoint for the duration of the film because it doesn't feel like it can let anything breathe. Like, from the jump, it's the characters are, like, doing flips with their GoPros on on their mountain bikes into the lake, and then it just doesn't all... Like, they're getting attacked by a Sasquatch for the entirety of this movie. It's insane. <laughs> like, there, there's no, there no subtlety to this film whatsoever, and that is the issue that I have with it. That's a lot of what yeah. makes a found footage film in particular good, in my opinion, and this one just completely throws that out the fucking window. And, like, look, from a technical perspective... I don't really have any issues with it. It's all about the way it lands. And the way this landed was something that's trying too hard to be too entertaining. And it ended up not sitting well with me. So for me, it's Willow Creek in a landslide. But I am happy I watched it. Nice. It's a nice comparative exercise. Uh, I'm desperately hoping that Mark watched Willow Creek and could rebut me. No, what I like about this is that we... (laughs) We flip-flopped um, based on me having watched a movie in, like, 2016. That was when I... Oh, no, I watched it again. Yeah. yeah. You watched Willow Creek yeah. very recently yeah, yeah. when we had this conversation. Yeah. Um, and also see earlier conversation about me having only watched about 40 minutes of a movie this Fair. week. I'm very clearly watching movies in, in select chunks. segments of time. How dare you have a child, Mark? I'm sorry. Yeah, you know. I am Did you even taking... think about the podcast? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> it's my only escape. Oh, God, that's dark. <laughs> this is like a fucking job to me. I hate it. <laughs> Wait, why would I'm my kidding, job I'm be kidding, my I'm escape? Kidding, Are you what? kidding me? What? Why? If I'm describing this as an escape, why would why would I describe it as a job? No, that was my joke, Mark. Oh, this is a job to you. Oh, I like hanging out with you guys. I, I know fun. I'm... Jo- I, oh, my God, it was a joke. What have you seen in the last week? <laughs> my goodness. Okay, so first off, and this is probably one of the reasons why I've had so little time... We You're fin- still watching shows. We finally finished them, which was a 10-hour ride. Uh, probably not quite Ooh, 10 that hours. Seems, I, that's exactly what I would expect something like that to be. It's a 10-episode arc. Most of the episodes are like 50 minutes long. So maybe it's a little bit less than that Call amount of time, but fuck it. Um, this, is, this is a good show on balance. And the things that it does right are all horror-oriented. The, the like weird demons and creepy crawlies that haunt the trailer that we watched a while ago are what this movie does right. Um, the, the, the blackface like minstrel black Pete type character, uh, who is credited officially as the tap dancing man, um, <laughs> fucking takes this thing home. Good Lord. And that is, I mean, an incredible performance. The problem with this show is that a probably didn't need to be a show could have been, like a four episode type mini arc thing. Uh, Cause there's a lot of loose ends here that they just, they don't leave them as loose ends. They just bring them to absolutely abrupt and strange ends. Um, not mm. to, I, I don't want to get too spoilery with it, but one of the best performances in this thing is Alison pill, who I absolutely fucking love. One of the best things I've ever seen her in is, uh, is snow piercer. She's the teacher in the, in the train. Yeah. Okay. I mean, stupendous sequence and for whatever reason i feel like she's been pigeonholed as an absolutely deplorable character in everything she does and she plays that really really well so good for her make your money how you can make it mark she does that here too Uh her arc in this in this show is one of the strangest she starts out as just being the lead housewife who hates the fact that black people move to her neighborhood and then 
it just goes from there into a whole bunch of strange places. And boy, oh boy, uh, they didn't know how to get rid of her. <laughs> so, um, and and that and that sort of exemplifies the entire series, right? Where you just have all of the you have the interesting core, and then all of the extraneous like orbital material is very loosely poorly written. So, on balance, it's a good show, but if you're really going to get down to the nitty gritty of it, I don't, it's, it's definitely not close to the best thing I've seen. They lean heavily on, uh, racial tension, obviously in order to dial up like the fear factor and stuff like that. But I mean, at a certain point that's, that's been done before. I mean, it's not appreciably different from watching like, remember the Titans at that point, (laughs) but now there's just a horror element to the backdrop of it. Right. Left side. Strong Strong side. side. There Who is. is this for? Um, good question. People who need <laughs> people who need a horror oriented. Sh- I mean, what I'll say is this: it is a better horror television show than probably any given season of American Horror Story. Right. So if 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 that's your thing, or if you're watching, what was the what was the Sci Fi Channel show? Um. No in-house. Channel Zero. Channel Zero, thank you. Uh, if if you're into like Channel Zero or American Horror Story or something like that, give this one a watch because it, it's like a decent episodic horror. It's just like I fundamentally think 10 hours or I guess eight and a half hours is probably too much time to yeah. write a story into unless you're a visionary writer unless you very much know where you're going very you few have of these, these have worked for, for the entirety character. of the season you're, you're a flanagan-esque type yeah yeah i yeah i yeah exactly yeah. if I mean, even then like i mean bly manor wasn't spectacular so. it was it was better than i i really, was better than i've them. never been able to get into an american horror story i have watched but not like loved channel zero really i i mean Hill House. Stranger Things. You liked Stranger Well, Stranger Things, Things is different. Okay, maybe it's not. it's not different. It's not. It's the same. It's great. Okay, Stranger Things works. Yeah, but that's a good point, right? Stranger Things and uh, Haunting of Hill House both have fully realized interesting arcs for the for the secondary characters yeah. and like side shoots. Like Haunting of Hill House, all of the characters are sort of the main character and they have their own thing. This one has like the main family as main characters. There's only five of them. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else is sort of secondary characters, but they all still have their own arcs. It just gets very loose. I don't want to make this Haunting of Hill House cast, but the thing that I liked in particular about that was that each episode kind of focused on one of the family was big enough that you had like a focal point that was one of the characters for a lot of the episodes. Yeah, it, it was, did a thing. I mean, I'm a Band of Brothers sucker, and it did the same thing that Band of Brothers did, and I fucking am a sucker for that. It's Love a, it. It's a great writing technique yeah. if you're going to do something over multiple episodes. Yep, exactly. Yes. Okay. If you have the time yep. to let that thing breathe. This would have been better as a two-hour-long movie. So, Mark, for someone like myself, would you recommend this series? How much spare time do you have? Jack, Nat- Duh. Hawaii you? Hawaii look at him. He's yeah, in a, I look at this. He's in a top knot. I actually think... I got, I got a top knot. I got palm trees on my shirt. I think, Jesus, he, I, think I would recommend this to you based on the amount of free time you have and based on the fact that I do, just to circle back on it, think that fundamentally the horror elements of this are pretty good. So okay, nice. Those those together, when like when the horror moments happen... They're well executed and entertaining. It's just that there's a bunch of extra fluff around it. So if you can cut through that, then go for it. 
Very nice. I like it. Um, actually, Jake, you reminded me. I watched one other thing. Cool. Um, Sasquatch, the documentary series from the Duplass brothers. Um, that starts off ostensibly being about Sasquatch. It's not at all about Sasquatch. It's a true crime documentary uh, about these like weird Sasquatch chasing people. Okay. Very good. Uh, get through the first two episodes. The first two episodes do feel very much like a we're making a documentary about Sasquatch. We have nothing new to say, and it's like hard to sit through because it's so clear that they're priming you to take a turn and like that that's not the actual story and it just gets tired. If you don't but know you the Duplass those... brothers, that might not be your take though. That's true. Yeah. Um how did you see this? It... I'm not really familiar. I feel like it's something I f you know what I feel like? I feel like we've covered this and I've forgotten about it is what I feel like. We covered it on HRR. Yeah, exactly. It's on Hulu. Okay. Um so it's 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 definitely watchable. I mean it's digestible. It's a, if you like true crime and you like horror, like it's definitely one you should turn on. But know. it didn't blow me away. It's just pretty good. I'm probably yeah. I don't have time for that shit. It's an it's an interesting subculture of people to follow around and base a true crime documentary about. Uh huh. Seems like so. yep. <laughs> Some weirdos, and dude. They are like embedded in that world, so that's kind of interesting. Yeah. That anyway, cool. that's all I got. Feature presentation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jack, not only yeah, did buddy. you interrupt me in the middle of the things that I had. Oh shit! Did you, you have more to more? talk about? You have more to talk I about. I had more shit. to talk about, and but I don't even think we've gotten to Jake yet. Oh my god, I went. Oh I yeah, you exist. Yeah. You watched. Okay, couple things. Exist. Couple things back to you. I went. This obviously, I went. And secondarily, you're like, I don't have time to watch anything. I have a baby. I've only watched half of this thing, and then I watched them. And then you were like, I had it did, more. It did sound like a very. It did sound like your only thing. I watched. I watched them. That was the first thing I talked about. Oh, I have one more extra it. movie that I watched, which is an important one that I do want to talk about. Then talk. I watched Saint Maud, which is available on Hulu. Okay. Say more. So St. Maud was my number one pick from God knows when. Surprising number one pick out of you. September of 2020, I think. I don't, that was a movie, too, that like I didn't know when it was coming out. Well, and I wrote down the release as 2020 slash 2021 because it did come out, but was exceptionally difficult to find for a number of months until it dropped on Hulu like two months ago. Okay. I'm on the Wikipedia page right now, and the Wikipedia page under release date has three different dates That listed, makes sense so. to me. Yeah, that tracks. That tracks. I'm and there, the one is in 2019, once in 2020, and once in 2021. I can't believe this is the number one out of you. <laughs> I can't believe this came out in 2019, according to this. Yeah, it's got to be, yeah, it's gotta be a festival at, release. At TIFF. Oh, TIFF. Yeah, okay. Um, I So the reason I picked it as the top one was because they had the Billie Eilish song in the trailer, All the Good Girls Go to Hell, and that song is a that song right. slaps. It's a bop. That's why. Um, what a weird combination of music and was that movie. in the film? No, it was not. No shit. Yeah, this is an A twenty four ass A twenty four movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I kind of thought I would be getting something a little bit more mainstream, like darkly sarcastic. Not mainstream. Is it no. actually A twenty four, or is that just a reference? I'm fairly certain. If it's not A twenty four, then it feels like then it, it should be A twenty four appears nowhere on the Wikipedia. Oh page. lord. Okay. Well, maybe I'm mistaken. This says that Film one, but... Four and Escape Plan Studio Productions, distributed by Studio Canal. Okay. Well, whatever. It's if it's not A twenty four, it probably should be. This is a, there's, there's, it's not often that you come across a movie that is exactly zero fun. There's no fun woven. This is just suffering. It's just anguish and suffering and pain the entire time. It's the polar opposite of what I want right now. <laughs> Yay. Um, and in that way, it's quite good. And you'll, I mean, I've seen a lot of people talking very highly of yeah. this movie. And frankly, like, the way they film the scenes that comprise the horror elements of this 
are pretty incredible coming to a climax that is, I mean, something that will absolutely stick with me. But boy, oh boy, this sucked to watch. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know how to ask questions right now. (laughs) I don't even know how to describe it right now. I mean, I'm gathering that you don't want to say much because of the type of movie that it is. I, you know, it's not. It's not something you can particularly spoil. It is a person who is devoutly religious, who's trying to get away from her dark past. And why is her past dark? It. They don't really get into it. Okay. Uh, they she, allude so to she it. So she turned the church to get away from it. That's yeah. why. Okay. Yeah. Basically, that's enough for me. And and she runs into some some you know pillars from her previous life. Um, yep. Throughout, and that sort of serves as the purpose of you know having her remember the things she's trying to get away from yeah but ultimately you know a lot of the stuff here is just her like do you remember the scenes from the da vinci code or whatever the other two movies were called about where the dude is just like no. self-flagellating in nope. order to be closer to god never. or something i think i watched part of the never first one on a plane those. but i've never seen any of the other ones they're pretty good movies but i mean there's there's like it basically that that's that's what you're getting into here it's a lot of inflicting punishment on yourself in order to um, be penitent, I guess. Well, it sounds like it has a strong voice in any event. It does have a very strong voice. If if you're in the mood for something that's like incredibly serious and exactly zero fun, it's a well-put-together movie. I it A lot of people are talking about it. Um, it's probably one that you do want under your belt because, I mean, it's, it's an interesting one. But, oh, Like, woof. you mean for end-of-the-year belt? Maybe if this is if we're considering whoa, this, whoa, no, no, no. If I, 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 this is important. If we're considering this the release year, is that the belt you're talking about? I'm not for I need not for top. It's not going to be top, but it's probably in contention for a couple of categories. Yeah. Fuck. Wow. Okay. I mean that matters. So I guess, given this, it's worth calling out that this is directed and written by Rose Glass, who is a first time like this is her first movie. That's cool. That name sounds familiar, though, and I don't believe it's because of this. Can you see what else she's done while you're over there factoing? No, I can't, because she does not have a Wikipedia page. You're thinking of rose-colored glasses, which is how you look at the... I mean, I might be, to be clear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Totally. Huh. Happens to all of us. I'm looking at her IMDb now, Jake. I'm sure there's nothing. The listener is waiting with bated breath. (laughs) Uh, He he better cut out some dead air on this shit. Uh, I... You have... You have not heard of this woman. I've before. manifested that. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Thanks for checking. Sometimes you need that. And with that yeah. bombshell. <laughs> I mean, what, you want me to spend more time? I could talk about how I've been playing Subnautica Below Zero and Control, but I haven't finished you either of them. So oh, wait. No, 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 no. Does that work on your thing? Yeah, seems to work okay. Oh. The The loading screens take fucking forever, but control does seem to work. Subnautica Below Zero works delightfully. Of course it does. It takes, it takes no joke, four and a half minutes to load my Subnautica world on PlayStation. How are you liking control so far? Uh, I'm not very far in. I've only been playing it today, but it is uh, good so far. It's fantastic. It's, it's one of these games I'm having to like retrain myself on where it's like you don't play the game for a long time after you start the game. And I find that very frustrating, but I'm trying to grow Modern as a gaming. gamer. It's not even four a hour, four hour tutorial game. sequence. It's okay. It, okay whatever. We Modern can talk about gaming. This, it's, it, this is one of the shortest tutorials of like all games oh. that I can think of. Of all the games you can think of, there's almost no the tutorial in this game. They just throw you in, and your whole thing is like, "I'm gonna." Do they just throw you in, Jack. But part. like, you're not doing much in the beginning part. It feels story heavy at the beginning. Yeah, a little bit until know. you actually get the service weapon. Have you gotten the service weapon yet? 
No. Okay, okay no one cares. Go to the fucking feature presentation. Go to the feature presentation. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Feature presentation. God damn it. Over at ADCHorror.com this week, we watched 2001's Joyride, which was a Mark pick. Ow! Mark, talk to me about this kind of insane pick. Um, Jake is losing his shit. I thought it was him again. Yeah, I, don't... I lost track again. I thought it was Jack again. You guys are doing a lot of gesturing over there. That's just Jake. I am just uh, Jack, I barely time. slept last night, and this 8.5% beer is hitting me hard. Hard. <laughs> um, I have... Honestly, I have no good recollection of why this movie is stuck in my brain. Because there's a new Fast and Furious movie coming out, and you're pouring some out. Absolutely. Fast 10, your seatbelts? No, it's 9. It's F9. <laughs> yeah, F9 They're going to get to 10, man. This is the goal. And it's not even my joke. I saw it on Twitter. Oh, that's a dumb joke. This is 9. I mean, that, if, will, that better be 10, though. Yeah, Fast 10, that, your seatbelts. Okay. So I was never a Fast and the Furious guy, and this movie came out three months after Fast and the Furious 1, and for the people who are a little bit younger than us, Fast and the Furious really wasn't that big of a franchise until like Fast 4 or Fast 5. Fast Probably. 3, Fast 2 and Fast 3 both almost killed the franchise. So it wasn't like that remarkable at the time that Paul Walker was in Fast and the Furious. It had to hang and, on and until he died. Joyride. Okay. Yeah, Fast and the Furious wasn't like the the original one. It's not a it's <laughs> world. Ch- it's not. it's good, but it's not like the cinematic tour de force it is now. And two and three both were objectively worse. So oh, the trend was I, pointing downward. Uh, yeah, I want to be clear. I think Fast and the Furious is better. The original Fast and the Furious is better than most of the movies in the franchise. Uh, and for the record, there was a pretty good conversation at the time of whether or not Fast and the Furious was the better car movie that came out in that year, or if it was Gone in 60 Seconds starring Nicolas Cage, both of which are pretty good movies. <laughs> I think, having actually seen both of those, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride or die with Fast and Furious. Okay. It's, it's yeah. crazy. The stakes in the original Fast and Furious movie are crazy compared to what they are now. Like, they have to win crazy race low. wars. Yeah, yeah. You have to that, win a race to, dr- to, to bust like a a low level drug. But it's seller. like I I don't know. It's like identifiable. It's fine. It's wonderful. Yeah. I love it, man. That movie gets better. <clears throat> actually, there are so many butts in that original Fast and the Furious movie. That that movie's like forty percent. Jack, I said it gets better. How many ands <laughs> are there? <laughs> Continue. Um, I watched this. I for the record, also, I guess I didn't really even watch Fast and the Furious until significantly after I watched this movie. So the Paul Walker angle on this very much not associated with Fast and the Furious for me. I completely forgot he was in this. The only thing I remembered was that what? The only thing I remember was that Steve Zahn was in it, and that he is absolutely fucking well, delightful. Don't. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I, our, our takes are gonna be the same uh, on this movie. <laughs> Because good lord. Um, yeah, Mark, I'm with you. This movie stuck with me too. I watched it when I was a kid. This was a blockbuster rental. Ex- for me yeah, a exactly. Years That's after exactly the right realm that this was. This was something that we yeah. just randomly got and popped in our DVD player, and it was good enough that it stuck with me, but it wasn't so scary that like it traumatized me. And I just remember it being a ton of fun. Me too, and I couldn't ever pinpoint why. I just remember like this is a pretty good movie and pretty fun, but I could never like remember why. But we'll get into all of that, I'm sure. Jake, you've no. seen this before? No, didn't no. know anything about First it. Time this you is were a over blind here. blind spot. I mean, I know the name Joyride is a movie that exists, but knew nothing about it. So yeah, um, I watched it. Do we have anything to say about how when thoughts. you Google? 
stream Joyride and click on the Tubi link, the first thing that comes up is the Spanish, Spanish one. Version. I was about to yeah, be mad at you that? and be like, Jack, you're fucking liar. And then I fixed it because I had to. I went to Tubi.tv and then I went and typed it in. You searched and I saw for it. it. Yeah. yeah. When did it go to Tubi.sp or something like that? I don't know why no, it's not it just, optimized. It's, it's Espanol. Actually, I'm super. I, I kind of buried the lead there. I'm super surprised that you had the same result. I thought it's because of some like I, I was watching on my work computer and I thought that it's because I was like fucking on VPN earlier in the day and was on our Spanish site or something. I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> no, it happened for me too. Spanish. Very right. weird. Yeah. Uh, Hold on. All I'm right. Do this live. I want to see. Oh, it's asking. It's definitely going to load the Spanish one. Uh, it's asking me for my age. Give me a minute. Yeah, just dude. January one and old. What year. this movie could not have been rated R. Yes, it, it is rated it's absolutely R. Absolutely rated R. What this is it because of all the butts? Is it because of the Paul Walker? I mean, they say and, fuck a lot. Steve's they say butt? fuck a lot, and there's some gore. That's I don't remember them saying fuck that. Oh, much. They said fuck like right. Espanol. Yeah. They say fuck a bunch of <laughs> So, look at that. Cool. It is TV.com. It's not even like the different localization extension. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. It's a very weird thing. Maybe. So, this... Mark, how did you watch this then, if not on Tubi? I, I rented this on Amazon. I, I didn't want to watch the commercials. I don't have there time in my life for commercials. They were rough. That, yeah, were they you were getting... <clears throat> I was getting a lot of Fox News commercials. They were talking about... None, no Fox News commercials. It's probably because it's like, your like... IP address is in Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> it was talking about, mine, like, canceling Mr. Like... Potato Head and shit. <laughs> no, I'm dead serious, dude. I'm fucking Cancel dead serious. Culture. I'm dead serious. <laughs> what a muck. It was, like, the fucking big, asshole. like, stamp, you know, it was, like, a rubber stamp, like, boom, canceled Mr. Potato Head. And I was like, Todd, <laughs> what the fuck? Psycho. Mr. Potato Head, Dr. Seuss, all fucking They're all canceled. canceled. You know? No, it's unbelievable uh, what they're doing fucking... to freedom in this country. Jesus, God. unbelievable. No, I was getting asked for Canva presentations. Mark, you picked this movie. You know what that means? 30 seconds around the goddamn clock. Wait, Jack, don't put this on me. This was your movie. You got to do a 30-second plot synopsis. <laughs> I am so That's confused. Tribal, I am genuinely But I'm not the confused, confused one. <laughs> I am. It's unbelievable how confused I am. I have, you know what? You guys should split it. <laughs> Plus, you're confused, Jake, because you don't remember that my pick was District 9 last week because you didn't watch that one. That's actually you? right. It's got me all confused. <laughs> Mark gave me the Blu-ray. I might watch you're it. You're all mixed up, honey. Um, all right. So, Mark, 30 oh seconds boy. are on the goddamn clock. It's going to start when you start. Paul Walker has the hots for Lily Sobieski, who lives in Colorado. They're going to drive back home to New Jersey together. And then on the way, he gets detoured to pick up his brother in Salt Lake City, his brother played by Steve Zahn. They get a CB radio and play some merry little pranks on the local truckers. One of them is a murderous psychopath that they accidentally sick on a guy and murder him on the side of the road. Once they pick up Lily Sobieski, things really escalate because uh, the guy starts kidnapping and murdering everyone around them until they ultimately have a showdown in a motel in Nevada, I think, that they're there for some time reason. time so you almost got there technically it's nebraska but that definitely ain't I nebraska. also that that john denver's full <laughs> of I shit mean, man the whole I, thing looks like it was filmed in wyoming i also the whole thing was filmed in nevada I, and and was Eastern it really california yes because i have some i have a nitpick with the university of colorado i'll get there again that's the university oh. of redmond <laughs> that ain't that ain't norland quad that, let me tell you boulder is such a distinctive campus and such a distinctive that region. shit was <laughs> um so god you picked it. Yes. Okay. We already talked about why you picked Jesus. this, right? Jake is legitimately having a crisis. Jake, yes. did you miss the whole last segment? My God. Mark talked about it at length. I didn't <laughs> sleep much last night, Jack. 
fairness, so I had a question for the I no 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 stop laughing. I had a question for the person who picked this movie, and I thought it was Jack, and then you guys got all weird on me. Did you pick this? It because, was Jack. Did you pick this because of me and my fiance? Oh, I didn't pick this movie. Jack picked this movie. Did you pick this because I, of me and my fiance? No, I didn't pick this because <laughs> why you would and your fiance? Because it because was a, it was a guy, it was Colorado, a guy and a girl, and he was and and one was at CU and the other was at Cal. <laughs> it does make sense. It, you know, this is a perfect mirror of your relationship, and I see that now. Exactly. Uh, you don't. You have hindsight being what it is. Fewer murderous truckers in your life. You don't. Know you've, that. At least that you've talked about. Yeah, I don't. It's true. Maybe that's a Patcast. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the murderous truckers in our lives a yeah. little bit later tonight. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm glad we got through that part. I know you're a big Mark, CB radio junkie too, Jake. That was pretty good thing. job with the plot synopsis. Not a ton of plot in this thing. Um, um, no, I mean it's they play a prank on on this colossal well, clod and on he, Ted Levine, colossal clod on on micro, and he goes ham on everybody. What he, what are these gestures? He's continuing to gesture, and it's very He's just distracting. Snapping to both at of us. you, <laughs> um, and he eventually kidnaps. I guess the piece that I forgot about was that he kidnaps Lily Sobieski's friend, future roommate slash friend. Yeah, I don't um, remember her name. Um, Charlotte. I don't care. I think I don't know any character's name in this. Steve Zahn. Well, I know he's <laughs> not a actor. character. His character's Lewis. name is not Lewis. Steve Zahn. Lewis is the main character. Lewis is Paul yeah, Walker. Lewis L-E-W-I-S. Because, because, well, yeah. His name is Fuller. His name is Fuller in this movie. Uh, well, I think that's oh, the last yeah. one. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You also said he starts murdering everyone, which I think is a bit of a so he stretch. he tears the jaw off the guy. That guy's in a coma. He only no. murders one person. He doesn't murder. I, I don't he, know if he successfully kills a single person. Oh no, the 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 mustachioed guy. He definitely the kills the guy who's like the night manager at the motel at the end. Yeah. Okay. And then he kills the ice trucker dude Two. ostensibly. So the body count. The, what is the body count in this movie? Two. Two. two and a half, if you count the guy in the coma. I mean, I mean he's, he's not in good shape. His jaw is gone. Yeah. Two and a half. And supposedly, there's a shocking amount of trivia about this movie. They had like five different endings, and Charlotte dies in like three of them, so maybe that counts as the other. What? Can you see so any of these? You have, to get the blue, you have to get the DVD, no, They don't like you? don't exist, I guess. There, there are a few that are screened, but they don't. They do have alternate endings on the DVD it, slash Jack. Blu-ray, but none of them are the ones that involve Charlotte being dead in the back of the truck. We what? should have been in college like six years earlier. We could have gotten them sweet, sweet <laughs> screenings. Screened. You think they screened this at CU? You said they screened it. I don't know. I mean, it took place at CU ostensibly. Some of it. Nah, five minutes well, of it. Well, it didn't. It, nope. <laughs> Newsflash. Okay, let's continue. Uh, I am just boys, flat out derailing. Let's talk about what subgenres of horror this fits into. And I don't even have one that's I, obvious slashers? enough to put up top here. It's not. Slasher. It's sort no, of a no, slasher, it is but not it's a not. Stalker? It's, I guess it's more it's of a like stalker, stalker movie. Yeah. I, that's what, that was mine was stalker. stalker. Is stalker even a subgenre it for us? better be. I mean, I mean I'm going to go with yes. I don't have it pulled up. We've but. watched so I many. Don't think dude, it we is. watched. We've reviewed Creep, and that is <laughs> nothing but a stalker movie other than Independent. Creep is great. I need to watch Creep again. Uh, have you Creep, seen Creep 2? I've seen Creep 2, yeah. I think okay. we've reviewed Creep 2, haven't we? I don't think so. We have not reviewed Creep 2. We've reviewed Creep. Creep was one of the first 20 episodes, I think. Uh, we have Psychotic Lover slash Stalker. So that yes. works. That's fine. He's a psychotic I lover. Mean, He's obsessed with candy yeah. cane. Yeah, he, he loves, loves candy, candy cane. cane. Yeah. Candy cane. Um, everything lists this as a psychological horror movie, but it damn sure no, ain't it's that. not. Yeah. Oh, we also have Serial Killer <laughs> Subpoint Stalker. 
So it's that's fine. Out. It's it's it's, that's it's those, and that's it. Yeah. Um, I that's I do all. feel like road trip slash tourism might well, see, fit that's, in here. I don't know. I so no. It, road it, trip. It is maybe. that, but I don't want to put that as a subgenre of horror. It's that's an interesting point to discuss with this movie because it's kind of framed up as like your buddy road trip movie, but with a mystery stalker horror element, which I think is actually like simple but smart. It's executable. You can do that. Right, but sense. we we added tourism a couple of weeks ago to to Then leave it at that. They're fucking it, tourism. It isn't, it's tourism. This isn't then. tourism. This isn't tourism. It's not, but I feel like it's adjacent to it at least because like the point of that if subgenre you... is that you're in a strange place, you have you are fundamentally disconnected from your resources. Generally speaking, you don't even speak the same language as the people you're around, but in this case, they're just like the you know, they're it's them versus like the local law boys, right? Yeah. Then at best, this is a sub bullet sub genre sub sub genre. Oh, it's a sub bullet. Yeah, got it. It's not even a sub 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 genre. It's a sub bullet. So the sub genre of tourism. Is just, I'm just gonna say joyride. The 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 this, actual this... subcategory of horror. This is in is joyride. Yeah, okay, we, we've like been that. doing this for quite long enough. Let's talk about what this movie does right. Steve's on. Steve's on is what this movie does right. Absolutely. <laughs> I am He's so wonderful. happy you all. He's such that. a fucking weirdo goofball sleazebag, and I love him. He is so yes. the The point that I made before I went full on, he's what it does right. Was I want? To, I don't know. I was pretty decided at this point, but I want to drink with him. And then they had a scene that made me want to drink with him more. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which scene? The the bar scene. The, well, I mean, duh. Yeah. I'm just making sure. Yeah, the bar scene. But it was before that that I was like, hey, this guy would be fun to get a drink with because look at this asshole, dude. This, when he's vibing with the guy who installs the CV, and he's just like, yeah. they laid you off for that shit, man? God damn, he's so charming. There's, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's very interesting. He has a quality to him that is kind of like that, he's that friend that every friend group has sort of quality. Yeah, he's the ball of fire. But very <laughs> difficult, it's very difficult to like put a pin on exactly what that, you, you have to look at this character in this movie, and you're going to know exactly what we're talking about. But he is he's that got a, He's got a real, like, dickhead older brother vibe, too, which is what he is in this movie. Yes, actually. But when he's I hear all, dickhead older brother, I, I, older brother, I think more serious and abusive and stuff like that. And this guy is, like, total Whoa. goofball. <laughs> Seriously. He's not Jake, is, Jake is the older brother. I guess we should clarify. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm an older brother to a sister, but. Yeah, Mark. I'm the younger brother. Yeah, you give off those hard younger brother vibes. Do I? Totally. Okay. Cool. Well, Listener, don't go by what know. Jake says because he thinks older brothers are abusive maniacs. So, <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> I have no fucking idea. What movie was this? <laughs> District Nine. <laughs> Jake didn't watch. God it was damn. crazy. He forgot. <laughs> <laughs> He's frozen in place, just staring at me. Look, Steve sounds great, but he yes, also he plays off of Paul Walker. Great, R. R. I. P. Paul Walker. Paul Walker is very charming. He's very cute. He's a good lead. He's, he's a cute. good anchor for he's, this movie. He's, he's cute. cute. He's got a better butt than Steve Zahn, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> he's got a much better butt okay. than Steve Zahn. I have, I have something to say about that shit later, though. <laughs> <laughs> Let me about tell you. Butts? If it's not in what this movie does right, then I'm very confused. <laughs> no, you're, you should be interested. Your interest should be... That peaked. whole scene is what the movie does right. That scene is so bizarre. <laughs> and, like... It's comedy, but it's no, also th- supposed to be one of the it. scariest parts of the movie. Yeah, it's comedy. It's straight up comedy. It's definitely not supposed to be the scariest part of the movie. It's but it's supposed, it's to, supposed be to be like that. He's got full control, and she's alone in the car. Yeah, and no, he's but I think her that's I, like 
I get that, but it's man, it's almost it's interesting because it's where the tension really, really starts ratcheting up, but they give you a breather in the midst of ratcheting the tension up. So it's kind of an interesting dynamic that they develop with that scene, and then it continues from yeah. there. I mean, the most tense that the movie gets, and this is another thing that I have that it does right, is this movie I think builds tension very effectively, despite the it fact really that does. I watched it on Tubi and had to watch fucking Mr. Potato Head getting canceled seven times. It managed <laughs> to suck canceled. me in to a degree that was like I cared, and it's not. It's other than Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn, I cared about. Wasn't a movie where I really cared about the characters that much, but I cared about how they were developing that tension quite a lot, yeah. actually. And I think that that speaks like it speaks well of how they, they how they went about it. It was fairly slow developing. I think that the way they set things up was spot on to be honest so the the tension yeah, part there, there's works. a there's a really good pacing between the funny brother goofball antics and the horrifying stuff that's going on like it's a really good pacing yeah movie. yeah when you have both of those and it's balanced well it it works and the this thing one did. i i think i actually didn't have this written down but this conversation is getting me there the the thing that this movie does right is it has two different scary segments involved, and the middle and the parts outside of those are the buddy road trip. Uh, are the buddy road yeah. trip that you get a return to? So like, you have you have Paul Walker and Steve Zahn at the beginning. They play the prank, and then they're getting tortured. Not tortured. They're getting tormented by the by the trucker, and then that comes Rusty to a head, nail. and he leaves after having murdered a few people. Um, and then they're like back to happy schmappy. They're kind of on the run from the law a little bit. They're just trying to get out of the fucking state. And then once they pick up Lily Sobieski, they get back to being the terrorized stalker thing. But you have basically like two different spots where you're happy schmappy road trip. And that really allows like the, the, the characters to develop chemistry with each other and breathe a little bit whilst they're not being attacked by psychotic semi rig. I 100% I almost go there with you. Okay. I agree with everything you say other than characters developing chemistry with each other. Oh, they they don't they have chemistry from the goddamn get-go. Well, Steve Zahn and Paul Walker do. The female characters I have in a different category. <laughs> I that's fair. Yes, I'm going to yes and that statement, but <laughs> so do. What's the what's the and? Yeah, you understand what yes and means, I, right? That you I have those in a it. separate category <laughs> and I also have Paul Walker in a separate category. Okay. So- Paul, Whoa, okay. uh, uh, I think I think this is where we're... Well, you know what? I'll just bring this back up when you bring back up Paul Walker. So Okay, let's agreement. talk about another thing it does right. Having Ted Levine voice Rusty yeah, Nail. Yeah, absolutely. Fucking, that's just that fan is service. an effective... T- but it's also... A t- he does a good job yeah. making that voice menacing. It, it's... Okay, I'll go with, like, I'll a, go with menacing. Menacing works. It's, it's a very good build from, like, dorky that, that you can make fun of to, like, that same monotonous, like... Look at Ted Levine, I'm dude. Fucking kill you. Look at yeah, Ted Levine, dude. though. Like he's kind of yeah. doing what he does. I think it it's works. Great. Yeah. It's great. It's fantastic. Horses. Leaning <laughs> <laughs> too far back from my mic. <laughs> I mean, um, exactly there's right. one scene in particular I think that kind of identifies, exemplifies what this movie does right. Yep. And it's a very stupid scene. Yep. But it's the driving through the ice truck shot. It's pretty good. It's. Very stupid and very good. Like, attention was paid to that scene. Makes no sense. Is rad as hell. Is super fun. Slow motion scene, ice flying everywhere. That scene is this movie. 
After they have like aggressively chased down a dead end road by a guy who's like, I have your MasterCard. Yeah. It is funny though, too, right? Because at the end of the movie, it's like, it was the mustachioed guy that got killed. And I was like, I thought that fucker was dead an hour ago. <laughs> he was. I mean, that was that was the whole thing. Then he put his dead body in there or did yes. he kill him at the end? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, they put his dead body in there. I mean, I thought he, that, he might not him. have, though. He might have been, like, gunned to head. I didn't know that. Yeah, he might have killed him at the, the end. I mean, that's all. That's always how I interpreted it. He would have been dead for head. days, dude. They would have been, like... <laughs> yeah, that's true. This guy, there's a, There was a rotted corpse driving this Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I don't think so. I think uh, he killed him uh, right Jake, there. Jake, you're looking past a key important detail here. He drove an ice truck. There was a lot of ice. You just put the dead body on ice. Of it doesn't course. Rot. Of course. Well, all the ice got... Strewn about the desert. I mean, like eighty percent of the ice. You know, Jack. <laughs> common, common misconception. <laughs> you only need twenty percent of the ice in an ice truck to preserve a dead body. Everybody knows this. It's on Quora. It's on Quora. This first grade stuff. <laughs> yeah, I learned that in I don't know tenth grade. I think when he was searching for ways to dispose of he, things. She, me, Wumbo. <laughs> the study of all things Wumbo, SpongeBob. <laughs> God damn it! I'm out of stuff. I'm out of stuff. It does hard right. Oh yeah, I like that it's rated R. I don't know necessary. I couldn't pinpoint why this is rated R, but I can tell you definitively this would have been worse had it been rated PG. There's like six fucks and some gore. That's why, and some butts. That butts don't. Contribute. The butts could have been. You could have dude butts in PG thirteen. There was a Lily Sobieski made an appearance with butt. I mean, it wasn't naked butt, but it was butt. There was a lot of butt. That, but very PG thirteen. Yeah, was, the P, the butts were fine. This is yeah, I but I guess my point is I can definitively tell you this would have been a worse movie had it been PG thirteen. So the fact yeah. that they were this close to being PG thirteen and still how do just you know that they to, were this close? Do you have a like rubric? We are talking about why this is close to being PG thirteen. They could have cut out four fucks, and that's probably it. And part of the leg thing. And part you know of the leg weird? thing, I... and made it PG thirteen, and they decided not to, and that was a good choice on their part because ultimately it makes the it a better time movie. I was watching yeah. this. I was thinking that maybe the reason it stuck in my head was because like this is the perfect PG thirteen horror movie. That is such and a how tr- fun it is. Oh man, come on. I mean, what? I think it might be PG thirteen if it came out today, but whatever. Today, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing I had in what this movie does right is the finale at the motel. I have a feeling we're going to talk about being chased by a semi truck as as a as a uh, mechanism for uh, being scary in later segments and why it isn't at all scary <laughs> and, and why it's fucking hilarious and not scary at all but the actual like end end segment the end like set piece of of Lily Sobieski being taped to this chair with the shotgun pointed at her head That's and then running back and forth and actually like physically wrestling with Rusty Nail yeah is actually executed really well and yes. the piece de resistance in that is the semi-truck then pulling in and just plowing through the fucking hotel so, room sort of it i actually think it had kind of two it had two separate things that were coming to a head it was that and it was the the police that were knocking on each door simultaneously so you had a time you had two separate timers that were going off and i thought that was kind of interesting exactly so yeah. that segment is exceptionally well put together for yes. a movie where all of the other scary air quotes scary sequences were about an incredibly incredibly agile semi truck <laughs> navigating the dusty roads of of Wyoming. So just to be clear, this is not this is not the like epitome of semi truck movies, right? Because that would be that, that maximum overdrive. That would be maximum okay, overdrive. Thank, thank you. I'm just making clear. I'm making yeah, clear. For but sure. The, for the same reasons why maximum overdrive it mo overdrive is insane and stupid and fun. 
this does the exact same shit, except they try except and place not. it in the. They real try world. to make they try to make it gritty and real. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this one's weirder though because this one they go out of their way to show you, like to set up visually Paul Walker driving off of the road onto a dirt patch. But then when that would be the clear solution to get away from the truck, he doesn't do it. Like I don't understand why they set that up as a visual motif and then don't do it. My f- I'm out of does right. My, oh yeah, <laughs> I think so. I got the thing that I wanted to get out of there and. I guess we can just come back to this. The 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 truly magnificent thing about that scene that we do need to unpack once we get to what the movie does wrong is that the semi truck has a trailer on it. It's not at the end of the movie he detaches the trailer, <laughs> but at that point when he's chasing them through the Nevada outskirts or whatever, he still has the trailer, which means he's still like trying to get cargo. They're not somewhere. in Nevada, dude. <laughs> Well, I, whatever. I mean, they are in Nevada. The first time he chases them, they're expressly in Wyoming. But either, like, but also yeah. they're definitely not in Wyoming. I've driven that stretch before. They're not in fucking Wyoming. You don't have to tell me, dude. You don't have to fucking tell me. <laughs> there are no hills in that part of Wyoming. Before we get to, <laughs> before we get to, no, there's only a Grand America with seventy-five cent hot dogs. Or they said the they were close to Laramie. Okay, that's where. No, that is not. The the year they bumped their ice cream cones from a quarter to seventy five cents was fucking. Let's cancel them. Cancel Grand America. Yeah, that would really piss the Republicans off. That's like their fucking stronghold. <laughs> God dang. Grand America, Wyoming, in Grand America County. I mean, it's called Grand America. You can imagine how pissed off. When they did get. it change from Little America? It's actually to Grand no. That's America. Little America. Grand America is the that, big hotel in Salt Lake. Yeah. yeah well. Okay. okay good. Yeah. yeah. They're, I thought it was Little I think okay. they're all the same damn family. But it is. They are owned by the same company. Cool. But Little America is in godforsaken shithole Wyoming. And Grand Fucking America is a hotel in Thanks, Obama, making them up their ice cream cone price. Exactly, right? For those of you who don't know what we're talking <laughs> about, if you drive from Salt Lake City to Denver slash Boulder, which is something all of us have done many times, uh, as you're driving down I-80, it's a barren, desolate wasteland, and for, I don't know, a hundred miles in any given direction, literally the only entertainment you have is a bunch of billboards <laughs> counting down to 50 cent or whatever ice cream cones at the Little America in, I think, Little America, Wyoming. Yeah, it's not a real <laughs> Yeah, town. It's, it's its own township, I yeah, think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Population, the hotel manager, and staff. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and it's Oof. it's um, it's depressing. It's one of the most truly depressing drives you'll ever make in your life. Depends oh God, it's the worst. It's, it's it sucks, and I used to do it like four bad. times. There a is year. a there is a yeah, <laughs> Jack and I, dude. There is a yeah. No, I'm not gonna get into this. It's also heavily patrolled for speeders, so also don't speed while you're doing it. But it's so flat you can see them from a few miles away. Cool. So if you can do that, that's why you get the CB if you radio, can, Mark. Yo, if there are any Kojaks with a Kodak on there, <laughs> right, exactly. to bring it back. <laughs> Uh, don't speed, but otherwise, you know, get a CB radio, play some pranks, and you know, use it during the day. Use it during the day. See if they what got any cherry tops in? from their. I don't know. Nitpicks. I have something this movie does middle, which what? I think is where we were. What do you have? The music. Why? Because a I fucking love the old ninety sevens. Okay, and there's I, one. I, yeah. There's yeah. there's one clutch performance of the old ninety sevens, kind of like right in the middle of this. Um, and it was one of those moments where I actually didn't even really recognize the song, and I was Clutch like, wait, that sounds like the old 97s. Is this the old 97s? And I hit pause on Amazon, and the x-ray pulled up, and it was like the old 97s. And I was like, I did try to do yeah, that a few times it. to be like, who the f-? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm on Tubi. <laughs> can't, can't. And then... <laughs> 
And then the other ones, all literally all of the other music throughout the movie are like weird 90s post grunge industrial techno type stuff. Yeah, it's which a is very such bad. a strange choice. I don't think that the music had that much of a variance in this movie, to be honest. It didn't have much. It was mostly 90s post grunge techno and then also the old 97s randomly in Nebraska. It was like, I want to be more accessible than Nine Inch Nails, and also I'm a worse musician. Also, we don't want to pay the royalties the to, to Nine Inch Nails. I mean, yeah, I'm to, saying, be I'm fair, though, creator, to be fair, though, it's not that hard to be that. worse musicians than Nine Inch Nails. They are very good musicians. Absolutely. Okay, I'm yeah. just making I'm just making sure. You should watch yeah, the song. They're just not necessarily my thing. I would highly recommend y'all watch the Song Exploder episode with Trent Reznor on It's Kurt. so good. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking, Trent Reznor is a fucking brilliant musician, but we're not yeah, talking about that. We're talking about the fucking we're talking about how smart Rishikesh Shearway is, man. That guy's a fucking genius. We're talking about the knockoff music that was in this. That was, I mean, I couldn't tell you a single other song that was in this other than the old 97s. Doesn't matter. But it sounded a lot like uh, cheap knockoff Nine Inch Nails, and that's a strange yeah. choice for a movie like, about made to be a little more poppy and made a lot less well. I don't know. It's 2001, man. I feel it's like- it's like. A tier below the Chemical Brothers, even. You know what I mean? The Chemical Absolutely. Brothers. The Brothers were good too, man. That's what I'm saying. It's a tier below. That not even the these none of these gave Plus. me Chemical Brothers vibes. Oh really? No, nah, none of these gave me. Well, Jake, you only know the Chemical Brothers songs that were in parkour videos. Oh wait, so. wait, wait, wait. No, wait. I actually only know Chemical Brothers songs that were in SSX games. <laughs> I mean, you've <laughs> Which seen were the ones in parkour videos. Chemical Brothers yeah. also did uh, Fight Club. You know Fight Club. Yeah, of course I know Fight Club. Yeah, uh, Filter is the other thing that this reminds me of. Hey Man, Nice Shot. I okay. feel like that type of shit is like pervasive throughout. Okay, fine. This is a great middle, actually. Yeah. So why is it it's middle? Because it's not great? Like I it's love mid- all this shit. It's it middle because I love oh, I the- definitely don't. That, see? Perfect <laughs> it is what middle. it is. Perfect middle. You see? Yeah. I'm striking a balance here. <laughs> it's middle because I love the old 97s, and also because it is a fantastic, strange- late 90s early aughts like time capsule of sound design in a movie where the they just took sounds and put them in a movie that have absolutely fucking nothing to do with what you're picturing when you're listening to that music yeah yeah for sure that makes sense but it's still kind of good i don't know whatever yep all right does wrong does wrong being chased by a semi through a cornfield and through like back roads, like a ranch. Semi truck utilization. <laughs> semi truck utilization. The, the only you. thing he had to do to get caught by that semi truck was the, the pro- not crash. The problem. Like, the, the only yeah. way that truck catches him is if he crashes. Yeah. The problem here is <laughs> one of balance. Okay, so what they what they are trying to do is make a gritty movie that is full of suspense and drama in that regard, and they have this semi truck. As a focal point, the driver, but the semi-truck, really. And it's doing insane shit the whole fucking movie, and it really makes it awkward. It really doesn't work. It Like, bad. It, it like, does only, not work bad. It only works in a way that Maximum Overdrive also works. But Maximum Overdrive is an insane fucking movie with a goblin <laughs> and Emilio Estevez shooting RPGs at the goblin truck. Yeah. It Maximum doesn't make Overdrive's any sense nuts. in this movie. This one isn't nuts. And they also... It's I mean, totally it kind of is, so inconsistent. It's not enough nuts. It needs more nuts, Mark. It needs they, more they nuts. They went out of their way to give them a badass old muscle car in the Chrysler Newport. Like, such a cool old car. They go out of their way to you know do it. That's probably what this movie is. He needed right? to outfit that shit with some weaponry, and they needed to go toe-to-toe. To, he did, yeah. Because it's Paul fucking they, Walker! It's Paul Walker! He needed some they, NOS! Why does this movie not have you NOS? Know, you know what else this movie didn't do right? <laughs> what? Paul Walker was not good in this movie, you guys. 
Paul Walker, what, what are you talking I about? I thought he was, Paul Walker. he was... He was at peak Paul Walker in this he might, movie. Uh, t- <laughs> no. Temporally. Ob- objectively, like, no, Jack. He, he was not at peak Timeline-wise, I, I had a hard not, time. Not for his career, Mark, but for what makes the essence of Paul Walker peaked here. I had a hard time. Like, I mean, maybe it's just goofy. that he typically didn't have to go on screen with someone of the likes of Steve Zahn, which... Pff, who could? I would love I would love a doctoral essay and like a film thesis comparing Vin Diesel and Steve Zahn as actors. You want a, you want a Lindsay Ellis video comparing <laughs> Steve Zahn. I mean every, every frame Paul, of painting on those I, two. I'm just you know? saying, dude. I, I think that it's credit to Steve Zahn, but also a bit of a demerit for Paul Walker. He didn't hold up against Steve Zahn. I, think he does so, great. I don't. Here's, here's I my don't. thought. Here's my thought that I was going to get to earlier that this that now I'm calling back to the earlier call ahead. So I don't think he did great. Full full circle. Um I think the problem with Paul Walker in this movie because I have a similar response. I he seems very stiff and what it is I feel like is the ADR. They ADR him. Yeah. So heavily. Yeah. And I think there are several scenes where you really, really notice it for and, sure. And yeah. I think that is where his performance really struggles. He seems like he seems like he was doing fine, but then the actual audio track that they overlay over his physical performance is like very shocking. You know what? <laughs> I'm not willing to go back and look. Yeah. <laughs> you know what was worse than Paul Walker? Lily Sobieski? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every female character, like, let's just talk, not even her performance, but the female characters in this movie, there aren't any. There just aren't any. That's a strange take because they're objectively the, are the, the problem, no, so not That's not a I character. Get, that's just a woman who's around. Sure. I will say this. Lily Sobieski's character is better during the second half of the movie because that first phone conversation is excruciating. So bad. I, I think we're learning this was a very similar take we had to no actually this is the exact opposite we had with Ratter that every time no this was the same we had with Ratter right yes, Where, Jesus. I, yeah it, yes. phone conversations are, are hard. hard is that what we said with Ratter now I can't remember absolutely well yes. we were talking about the mother and I there think, are I a think lot this of... is the opposite take we had in Ratter the phone conversations were better and the human interactions were worse no. and now we're saying the phone conversations are harder and I actually nope. do think the phone conversations I don't are think harder. this is the opposite take I don't remember yeah, you have absolutely not listened to that episode. You know, I don't. Yeah, you listen. no chance. You listen to no. That there's episode. no chance. Of course, there's no chance. But like, even to the point That's where like her right. character is like the the bulk of her screen time is spent flirting e- equivalently with Paul Walker and Steve Zahn for no fucking reason. There's no romantic payoff in this movie. She they just made her romantically interested in both of them for no fucking reason. She's I don't a think flirt, for way too long. I guess. What? What's that, She's Mark? She's a flirt, I guess. Like what? that whole those whole scenes are meaningless. Yes. I agree. I, I Yes. She doesn't she, it's yes, aimless. And, it Jack. feels it feels aimless <laughs> and the performance is not good. Agree. But again, I don't know how it's yeah. written. It just it doesn't land at all. Th- this this movie has the vibe of there was not a woman within 300 feet of this oh, room. Oh god, 100%, dude. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> This this movie has the vibe that the writers' room thought that if you had a woman or multiple women within three hundred feet, all of their cycles would sync up. Is what yeah, is honestly really, what this somebody feels like. absolutely said that during the writing of this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, we can't bring Lily in because the cycles. You know, we can't read the cycles. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. What else yeah, is it wrong? That's a that's a very bad part of this movie. Um. Is Lily Sobieski a good actor, though? I don't know her from anything. So she's an interesting 
like sort of landmark of the mid 2000s too. It was like her and Erica, I want to say her name was Christopherson, Christensen, one of those. Nope. That that both I mean to me as a young teenager seemed like they were kind of riding the Julia Styles trend coattails. Totally. They they all had very similar like styles and looks to them. Uh and they weren't necessarily I mean they're they're good actors, but Are they? They're, I mean, yes, objectively, they are good actors. That's what I'm asking. Yes, objectively, they are good actors, but like, God, it's very similar to watching like, you know, football. There are what? exceptional generational talents, and then there are like people who are on the field. You know, I, I oh, don't. So think she's she, she's like a Drew Locke and not like an Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. God damn it. She left acting to do art stuff, right? I don't know. You tell me, man. I feel like you probably read that on Wikipedia, more TV and that's as good as any of us She has do. been feature film. I will say that. 2001 through 2002. And then TV. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> she was big for a moment. She was big for a moment. And then she I was think in deep she's impact. Kind of away. Yeah. She had to go do a very stupid arc on a very bad season of Dexter. Oh, wait. No, that was true. She might have been in Swim Fan. Was she in Swim Fan? What year was she? She absolutely wasn't in Swim Fan. I think I'm weirdly like I'm wicker weirdly man? deep on swim fan oh yeah wicker. she was in the wicker man the remake of the wicker man yep exactly not exactly what you can't exactly that no that was exactly right <laughs> stop it exactly dude right. stop you cannot i yes of course i'm exactly right i'm reading imdb i can't be wrong it's not even me i'm just <laughs> talking i'm reading I mean, yeah, the other one was Erica Christensen. I feel like all Erica Christensen, Lily Sobieski, and Julia Stiles are all like just one tangled knot of actor in the early 2000s for me a and, rat I, and i cannot and, and i cannot separate them as far as which one was in which movie in my brain oh shoes and eyes wide shut okay there you go you know i had a similar experience to steve's on at first i was like i've seen this guy in like no less than 10 things but i can't recall oh, any of dude, them happy yeah. texas fucking rules Haven't we all should go that. back and watch happy keep texas. naming things until i tell you i've seen it that's the only one I know off the top of my head. This he was in Stuart Little. God damn it! I have seen that's that. That's what I knew him first. Actually, from, that's probably the best take. Stuart Little's a surprisingly good movie. He was also he had a pretty big role in that thing you do. Oh, and which Sahara. Was a big movie Sahara for me was, was the other one. Sahara, I've not fucking seen. Get the Dude, hell out of here. You need to watch Sahara. better movies, Mark. <laughs> Happy <laughs> Texas is objectively great. He mentioned Stuart Little, which is better than that. Wrong stuff. Wrong. Wrong. No. Uh, that thing you do is a. Great that thing you movie. do is actually actually fantastic. I haven't seen. It, I don't know. Man, fucking that! I know what we're going out with now. So we can be happy. What else does this movie do wrong? Did you see? Uh, Anything? <laughs> as, as did we talk about size in the back? Do we talk about how unthreatening a truck is in this? Did we get deep enough on that? I mean, I mean we talked about how garbage the whole thing is was. The only bullet point we have so far. No. No, oh, yeah, female yeah, yeah. characters and, and, and writing. I don't listen to you guys when we record. You should and know And Paul Walker. <laughs> but especially the scene where they're the most scared of him. Like, the scene where they the, the they get faked out by the guy trying to return the credit card. That one's actually kind of tense because they're on a road. It's not desperate yet, right? Like, the road dead ends. That kind of is scary. But once they break through the private property fence, it's like, you are desperate now. Fucking just turn your car a little bit and you're 100% fine. And they can't do it. Instead, he crashes. Do you ever? Did you? I mean, that's the that? less concerning of the semi truck related issues, dude. The the cornfield scene where like they're all somehow spread out in a cornfield, and then all of a sudden he's on their a- 
asses again. <laughs> that doesn't work. And there's, but that, there's that a one, spotlight, that one, and if they get caught by this spotlight, then suddenly this like faster-than-light trucker is on top of them. That one, like the truck, is almost supernatural, though. What, I'm, what bothers me about the scene I was talking about is the truck is acting as though it were a normal semi. You know, we and they up. can't get away from it. We fucked up. You did actually, because you're the guy that would do this. Pink champagne would have been the play. Oh, oh yeah. shit! I have some in my fridge right now. I didn't even think about it's that. Too late. It's fine. Just saying. Hey, Mark, do you remember that lovely afternoon we had where we went to that new restaurant? It was new at the time across from the co-op, and we got a bottle of rosé and just had a lovely afternoon drinking that. Just the wine bar? That's where we did that, uh, right? Wasn't that the, just It was the wine called bar? like Fort Street Station, I think. We did that at Fort Street? I thought we were at the wine bar. Yeah, I do remember that vaguely. No, we were at Fort Street Station. Remember, she I mean, was they're not literally right like, next to each other, so it's not like yeah, that they are. Thing. Yeah, no, that was at Fort Street Station. Yeah, that was nice. That was a lovely the listeners afternoon. care. It was especially our overseas listeners. Me and me and Jake are going <laughs> to split a bottle of wine one of these days. <laughs> I'm going to talk him into it. <laughs> I have one other thing this movie does hard wrong, which is that Paul Walker drives from yes. California to Salt Lake, which is normal, and then goes ish. Back to Nevada. He doesn't clearly. go. To, when does he go to Nevada? I don't remember the Nevada part. Fine. The movie we, never says Nevada. The movie never says Nevada. But what I'll say is this: He drives from Salt Lake to Denver, and it takes him two overnights to get there. Yeah, it's like a six-hour drive. <laughs> no, it's it is not a six-hour drive. It's a little bit longer. Dude, than from that, Berkeley but... to Boulder. I'm looking this shit up. No, from no, Salt from, Lake to from Denver. Salt Lake oh, from to Salt Denver. Lake to Denver. Yeah, that is, that's, that that is, is a ten-hour drive. That's not even ten, dude. That's 12 minus 5. It's like five. 11 from Boise to Boulder. <laughs> 12 minus 5 is 7. And it's actually, I'm going on like the hard, like you stop and pee because you have people in the car with you that need to pee. Right, that's my point. Is I This movie... That's a six-hour drive. This movie fundamentally yeah. doesn't know where it's being filmed. It, it yeah. kind of, I think they threw darts at a map and just drew a line to the closest it, big city, and they were like, "Oh yeah, he's in there." I don't know why they really didn't just say. Have the vibe of like, I don't know why they didn't the just pr- say he's in Carson City or Las Vegas the, the, for that matter. It didn't that, fucking matter. Why did they have? Why did they go out of their way to do Cal and CU Boulder? Why did they put a goddamn CU fucking logo? Was CU cool with this shit? Yes. Uh, I mean, they probably fucking almost. Mu- they must have. They been. probably. Co- I mean, yeah. Otherwise, you zoom in really closely. Legal it corner. actually says like C. They put a CU logo in this shit. They didn't put a Cal logo in it. Cal definitely wouldn't yeah. have allowed that shit. I can't CU's imagine enough they paid for the gobshite university. They would. So <laughs> <laughs> they're like, sure, pay us. But like whatever. this, this does have the vibe where every producer was like, I don't know. They're all flyover states. Fuck it. Doesn't matter. Nobody cares. But the just the simple fact that I know they don't necessarily say this in the movie, but that he essentially the road trip they take here is they drive from California to Nevada and then just circle in Nevada for the entire. Why fucking do you movie. keep talking about Nevada? I'm still that's confused. only because scenery, that's where most Mark, of that's... this movie was filmed. It doesn't matter where it was filmed. It was where it was supposed to take place. I think but it was supposed you can to take tell, place. In... You can tell where it was I filmed by looking fuck. at you the have screen. To, you have to suspend your disbelief, dude. Okay. It's, it's in Nebraska. Fine. It's in Nebraska. They do have cornfields, so I guess that's good. My point here is the director of photography, I guess, would be the person in charge of this, absolutely doesn't know what different states look like. <laughs> and it's just like, sure, that... Southern Nevada looks like northern Utah. Why not? To be clear, it's a 19-hour drive from Berkeley to Boulder, though. 
Yeah, you could do it in a day if you had to. You wouldn't. You do that. You that's, wouldn't. That's one overnight. He stops in Salt specifically when he picks up Steve Zahn. And you go through that's Salt Lake. I'm looking at it right now. He's, he was like, I'm going 200 miles out of my way to pick up my brother out of jail. Yeah, that's literally how you get to Boulder there's from There's so many problems yeah. with the road. Literally the way you go. In this movie. Yeah. Unbelievable. Another thing this movie does wrong, in addition to not having any female characters, every character who isn't... It's actually, it's not just the female characters. It's every character who isn't Steve Zahn and Paul Walker is absurd. The The deputy they first encounter. It wasn't who's like, comely. <laughs> <laughs> like, how about taking a little look-see might refresh it. I oh, I had an, What the fuck? I like I that guy. That guy fucking with his teeth and shit. Jack, was, Jack, Jack, hold on. Pause. We're getting into nitpicks now, but this is an A to Z horror legal corner question I had. Okay, I'm just going to blow this Do it. I have that too. I have, a, I, have a legal, I have a legal question too. Jack, A to Z horror legal corner. Here we go. Yes, sir. If you were a cop, could you just randomly walk two witnesses into the ICU to view a grotesque crime scene victim uh, in order to scare them into... Confessing, Say, confessing something? something? Yeah. Here's the thing. Like, legally, no, but, but yes. in terms of what small town sheriff's deputies do, absolutely yes. <laughs> and there's no legal recourse for that. I mean, there is a legal recourse. It just doesn't come up because most of the time you do it to people who are, like, passing through and don't have the means or ability to sue just you. Just huh. passing through. I have a second question. There yes, is sir. a scene in this movie where they get shmammered. And then they yes. are thre- their lives are threatened because of uh, Rusty Nail, and they hop in a car and they drive. Um, if you were to say to get like pulled over while incredibly intoxicated, but your life was threatened, what would that look like? You'd you'd claim a necessity defense in court, which is you know you 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 did what you are accused of doing, but I had no literal choice. And if the jury believed that your life was actually in danger, and both subjectively and objectively, it was reasonable for you to believe your life was in danger, then legally, theoretically, you'd get acquitted. I know of eight people who have tried a necessity defense to a DUI in Idaho, and none of those work. I was going to say, you're probably taking the DUI, right? Yeah, okay. for sure. Okay. Now, 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 I am not a legal expert, okay? But actually, this might have been a better outcome for them to get pulled over, right? Because then like, yeah, they, they, they needed would, the cops yeah. kind of without like low-key. They needed the low cops low-key. Okay, anyway, Mark, what? <laughs> I have somewhat forgotten what I was going to say, so I kind of just want me to interject having said I'm not a legal expert. I mean, you are not. Correct. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) I agree. That's all I got. That's all I'm bringing to the conversation. What other nitpicks? Are we on to nitpicks now officially? You you blew the whistle. I did, but I wasn't sure if you had any more in Does Wrong. Why would you solely the whistle in such a way? Because his Does Wrong No, if you blow the whistle, we're in nitpicks. Okay. 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 We got to keep this shit straight, dude. What are you doing? I we we're all also like an hour and forty three minutes. Oh in. God, yeah. we have to finish this. Episode. <laughs> we're officially longer than the movie at this point. We should sign Jack. This is on you from now on. Anytime we officially go longer than the movie, I just want you to put a steam whistle in. Like as soon as we hit the runtime of the movie, just steam <laughs> whistle. <laughs> like the thing that let Fred Flintstone go home at the end of the yeah, week. exactly. With the there's just a bird that goes. I have two nitpicks. <laughs> Do it. Okay. First of all, Paul Walker's a maniac. When they get naked. You you have to go in there with shoes on, dude. Have you look where they are? They're in like a truck That's stop. That's what Steve Zahn did. Yeah, exactly. That's, you got to pull his all over that parking his lot. His butt is still gonna be good. Put the sh- keep your shoes on though. Like learn something from your Absolutely older brother. Absolutely keep your shoes. God. Wear some, honestly, yeah. wear some high heels because it'll do make your anything. Look better. Do anything. 
Don't go in there barefoot. That like a would have accentuated his butt quite a bit. Damn, yeah, saying. dude, you'd be working all That's that. What I'm saying. That works like six muscle groups. Plus, if you walk into a like truck stop naked, people are like, okay, another meth head. If you walk into a truck stop naked wearing platforms or high heels, people are like, you know what? This is interesting. And people, there's a show. Something's <laughs> happening. People now. were already like, it's interesting. So imagine their reaction if he had the heels on. Yeah. People just coming everywhere. <laughs> just California creaming. Oh my god! <laughs> I should, that should be my fucking pick. That was the other. This is a movie. I was, with, I was, I was thinking. This I was is a movie with Paul Creamen. Walker. Therefore, I picked Cali Creamin. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, final nitpick from my side. My rendition of that uh, heart joke that involved a sword instead of a soul was better. Ah, <laughs> uh, I have no response. <laughs> Thank to you. That. No. It was a sword, man. He's trying to get the guy oh, like a phallic symbol. Phallic yeah, symbol. no shit. That's what I'm going for. I thought that. But, I literally like, thought that's what he said. Think about that. Like they were trying to. Okay, if she had said a sword, Paul Walker pretending to be Candy Cane had said a sword and a soul. No, a sword and a heart. A sword and a heart. Yeah, he would have been like, I don't, I don't have a sword. No, a sword. I'm not the guy. I'm clearly not the guy you're looking Fertility for. Fertility symbol, you know. Jesus, <laughs> I'm done. Uh, speaking of Paul Walker being a psychopath, I love that it's just treated as acceptable that while they're speeding down the interstate and Steve Zahn's razzing him about being in love with Lily Sobieski, he pulls off and peels into the, not the median, but like whatever the shoulder of the road is. Almost hits the fence. He goes so far. They're going 80 miles an hour and he's just like, no, I'm going to dig into this fucking trench over here and not only is that just played off like wow that was crazy you probably shouldn't do that it's it, like none of the other drivers even stop there's just there's just full on interstate traffic flying by this yeah. whole time yeah that's wild it's pretty it, it is and that that whole scene is just a nitpick or does wrong for me because it's like what was the, there was literally no purpose to that you could have used that as a cool like visual motif that came up again and again when he pulled off to avoid the truck, but they did nothing with it. I do wish that we also got a little bit more detail on what Steve Zahn was arrested for, because all they say is drunken disorderly in Salt Lake City. Oh. And I feel like that's a missed opportunity to say like he said frick too loudly in a public place. Or <laughs> there something. was a good joke in you there know? somewhere. This movie, more than most we've watched recently, has the vibe of like there is like a entirely there there was like 12 hours of footage they were playing with here and the studio cut it all up and there is just a wildly different movie in the footage from this So from what I understand this very much is the same story as Dead Silence where there was I mean umpteen writers and all of them had different visions and the original script for this was absolutely nothing like the thing that actually came out I think J.J. Abrams was a writer at one point if I, I was actually going to say this I saw in the intro credits that were too long it said He's it had Bad sure, Robot yeah. this is the first Bad Robot movie Damn. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, that's why I, I looked it, it up because I was like, "Bad Robot." This got to be their first movie. And I looked up and it was. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, there's a billion writers on this movie, uh, which is a little bit of a problem, as we've talked about in the past. Yeah. I got nothing else. I like that they just have CB radio phone sex while all of the truckers they've already been—they don't even change channel. Not that the other truckers Yeah, they can't. don't go to a private line. Like they You also do can't anything. go to a private line. Like All the other truckers could also just go well, to Well, apparently, according to Imdaba, neither but, of you scientists mentioned this, but you can't even CB radio very well during the day because of the ionosphere or some bullshit. I was going to say the ionosphere. Yeah, totally. But also, CB radio works okay during the day. I don't know. It, it says works, you can't yeah, do it for more than two miles, and they clearly specified five, Jack. 
Well, Steve Zahn did, but he is, he's an unreliable narrator. Dare. And not even a narrator. It's fair. It's fair. But he's reliable in my heart. <laughs> That's also fair. Yeah. Hey, here's another nitpick, I guess. Jim Beavers is way, or Jim Beaver, way too good an actor to be in this movie. <laughs> that guy, Who? the gravitas, the, the sheriff, the actual sheriff, not the deputy. Who they take him to? The guy who from Deadwood and a bunch of a whole bunch of shit. Um, this thing's happening again. Is he in Patriot? He's, pro- he's not he's in, in Deadwood. Patriot, Mark. I, and I've seen Deadwood. and I don't even know who you're talking about. Deadwood. He's the he's the guy who like manages who the the woman who gets addicted to drugs and is love in love with Timothy Oliphant who ends up marrying. Was oh, it me? She ends yes. up marrying Jim Beaver. Yes. Okay. That's Jim okay. Beaver. He's too way too good to be in this movie. Eh. Steve Zahn's in this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And killing it. He's just in here as like a good Is this his career performance? Doing a weird role. It might be Steve Zahn's career Shit, performance. Man, that's kind of sad. That neither of you guys have, clearly neither of you guys have seen either Sahara or Happy Texas. Okay, it's definitely better than Sierra. Happy, Sahara. Happy Texas is a fantastic fucking movie. God damn it. Fine. Y'all should watch Happy Texas. It's beautiful. <laughs> okay. Hilarious. Steve Zahn is also very good in Treme. And Treme is a show absolutely sucks, but Steve Zahn's I cannot even understand this. I always have a nitpick with people who are tied to chairs, but the chairs aren't like nailed to the ground or anything like that. So and, a neat yeah. pick? And what do you mean a neat pick? He nailed it to the ground. Is it a neat pick? No. He no, didn't because they show the chair the once he tackles her out of the way, and it's just a chair. It's, she could have just rolled it's loose. No, they went out of the way to show when he was setting it up that he was nailing it to the ground. Did they? But then yes. she gets knocked over, and it just falls yeah, over. Yeah, that part, that's the nitpick. They yeah. did show a scene where he was nailing it to the ground. I still feel like you could wiggle out of the way even if it was nailed to the ground. Probably, but yeah. we haven't put that to the test. I'm just trying to say they did the groundwork for showing. Uh, look, I'm not trying to defend this movie more than it needs to be defended, but they showed him fucking nailing it to the ground. I also think it's there's there's an earlier scene in this movie that's played up for a lot of tension where Paul Walker doesn't know whether or not there is a gas station at the next exit in Wyoming. And if you've ever driven through any part of that state, the answer you know, is probably no. If there's something lit up, you can see it for, I don't know, 40 miles. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, all you're doing for, I don't know, three and a half hours of being realistic is making sure that your wheel is like not getting too drifty. All you got to do is not fall asleep because it is dead straight. It's, it's the most surprisingly, dead straight part of the road tough challenge, of highway in this country. Their car in this movie is a goddamned tank. This thing can get fully totaled by his semi, and then like after two hours of repairs, it's good to go. I buy that. It's like one of those old school Volvos you see everywhere. The the, the body's just like steel. It is one of those it weighs old like, school Volvos. It weighs Volvo, like four Volvos. tons. <laughs> I mean, it's a heavy body, yeah. You, you hit car. a tree, and the tree dro- dies. It's and an your, AMC and your car Javelin. It is not an AMC Javelin, which isn't even really a muscle car. It's a pony car and the best one. An AMC Javelin is surprisingly sick, dude. I will not have this. I fucking love those cars. Jack, stop talking (laughs) shit about AMC Javelins. I don't know what your problem is. How dare you? (laughs) Ratings now. Can I have one more beer? Yes. I also need to pee desperately. We, over at ADC Horror, use a 1 through 10 writing system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about Jules, would rate saying what again. What? Say what again. Say what again. I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. And for 10, think about Odell, would rate how much the sword got the host. And the nice thing about these practice katanas... Oh! Oh, that hurt. Oh, that hurt big time. 
A piece of that just, the tip just got me, Odell. Oh, that got me good. Story is the first category to rate these movies. Mark, your pick, your story rating. <laughs> I'm very curious to know where you guys come in no, here. No, you're not. I gave this a three and a half, which I feel like might be a little punitively low, but punitively. Having, coming out of this movie, the story fucking sucks in the sense that they're just <laughs> chased by a semi that is somehow always within three miles of them. And anytime and even beyond that, anytime they're in an actual scary scene, it's a supernatural semi that can chase them through a cornfield or whatever. The I, there is very hard to distinguish between the immersion factor here and the story factor here. This is a profoundly stupid movie. That's what I'm circling around here. So I gave it a three and a half. I don't know. I guess you could probably go higher and I'd be okay with it, but whatever. I, I didn't. I gave it a three. Okay, I cool. fully agree with you. This is a, you said it right when you said this is a profoundly <laughs> stupid movie. <laughs> Jake, what about you? I mean, we circled the wagons. I gave it a four. When I think about it from a high level, like this, I, what I thought this movie did right, and we discussed it, was it's kind of like got that road trip buddy movie with the brothers, and then there's like a horror stalker thing happening. If you want to be very high level, that's what this does. And I think that that is smart. It's when you get into the details that it really suffers. So not to belabor, you guys kind of discussed it. Those things do suffer, and that's what's keeping it from being higher. But it's, you know, it's in that ballpark. Jackie, if you're going to record yeah. while driving, you really got to pull over when... when yeah, dude. <laughs> they're going to... They're you got to stop. I'm about to pull over as I'm being asked to by this lovely police officer behind me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If if they uh, hold world... a, if they hold an air hammer up to your forehead, that's not a real thing. That's that's Javier Badem trying to do weird shit. Okay, <laughs> that was a very deep cut. <laughs> I didn't even get it. <laughs> no country, man. Say what you said again. No country for old men. I, if, uh, no, if I they know the hold an air it. hammer up to your head. Oh, an air a... an air hammer is what you where you lost me. I didn't Isn't know that called an that air hammer? The the cattle. It's called an air hammer. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't. Yes. Okay, I don't know the name. The piston thing. Oh my God! Still, pull over. Is this a normal a, thing? It's so many of them. I ref, I'm refusing to. I There's believe you're like in the box. fucking. You're like God. You're like Look, Elwood. I'm driving Blues a white Bronco. I'm going about here, 45 miles an hour down the H1. <laughs> you're Elwood Blues' apartment over here. You're like the trains. They they only bother you when they're going by, but they're going by all the time. What's funny is I'm pretty sure the listener came in here, the sirens. There's listener, there's an abundance of sirens going back and forth. I don't know the the, the mic. You guys are the you guys are hearing me through this mic. Oh, are we? On, okay, cool. Yeah, Zoom. So. I don't think that's right, but cool. We'll see. We'll see. How this it's absolutely. I. It absolutely is right. I tested them all. All of them. All of the mics. All world mics? building immersion. Yeah, the internal one, the one on my headphones, and the one I'm talking into here. World building immersion. Second score, Mark. <laughs> I gave it. A, I gave it a four. I feel like. I feel like story and immor- immersion are very much intrinsically aligned here, but this is a fundamentally fun movie as well as being profoundly stupid and fun points go into immersion because it just makes the movie more and more fun to watch i think i actually could go substantially higher here but it would be directly proportional to how drunk i was when i watched it (laughs) (laughs) i gave it a six this movie was absolutely (laughs) delightful and uh i wasn't very drunk when i watched it but it was it's a it's a very charming movie this is this movie's whole strength that's why it endures it's fun to watch Kind of like only based on immersion. They don't build a good world here, and none of the other parts of the movie are particularly well done. But it is 
engrossing. It is fun to watch. It's a six for me, Jake. I don't know that I say this movie indoors. I mean, we tried to watch it, and the fucking first thing that came up was the Spanish version, so that doesn't bode well. <laughs> I will say, I, I gave it a five. Um, I agree that this is one of the stronger points of the movie. We talked about Steve Zahn's character. Like, he pulls me in because he's about the only thing I care about. Secondarily, I, I'm gonna I mentioned this. In. I mentioned this earlier. I think this movie does a fairly admirable job of building tension, particularly in that last act. I like the two timers going off. I think that works well. World, uh, that's what keeps it from being higher. <laughs> yeah. I was going to use it a scare factor. Mark, what's your scare factor score? I gave it a four and a half here, and I wasn't really sure where to land. I think ultimately what I come down to is A, how well this stuck with me from the first time I watched it until now, which I think this is only the second or third time I've watched it. And the second part is the important part of this movie, which is the climax, is executed phenomenally well, which was what Jake was just talking about as far as the multiple different timers going along. So while you have the exceptionally silly chase scenes that you could very easily fix and solve if you were in Paul Walker or Steve Zahn's shoes in that situation, or Lily Sobieski's shoes for that matter, um, the actual like thing that you're left lingering on is the, the sequence where she's kidnapped in the motel, and that one's actually executed very, very well. And I think that serves the scare factor pretty well. Yeah, it's just occurring to me. We never talked about the scene where they're listening to the murder through the wall and the movie zooms in for like 15 straight seconds on that weird the painting ship. that it feels like they thought there was a lot more symbolism yeah. in there than there the actually was. The ship and the stormy seas. I- like, you're going to have a stormy sea. You have to navigate. <laughs> That's, That's the metaphor. Um, I gave it a three for scare factor. Look, this is one of the least threatening actual villains we've seen in some time now. Sure, sometimes he gets magic powers. I mean, what's but funny like, is it's like all one the, of the more threatening villains we've seen in a long time, but... I don't know. All they had to do to get away from him the first time was just not crash. That was the only and we requirement. Know the CB and you get away clean. Day, to be fair, I that is one of the most tried and true like horror tropes ever. Is like All you have to do is drive slowly and safely down this driveway and not veer off the road and crash into a tree. Oh, Oh, you did it. Oh, you veered off the road. How is he tracking them with a CB radio? <laughs> There's a lot of issues. It's, Fuck. We didn't none even, of it makes any so fucking issues. sense. It's not a, I am not... Uh, at no point during this was I scared. I agree that the final sequence is executed very well, but that's... That and the part where they're getting... The, it's actually the fake-out scare, but like those are the only two tense scenes for me. You know what I want? Um, I want, I want a cross-cut of this with uh rusty nail as part of the crew from twister and oh and when they God. when they put the pop cans up into the into the thing and they have like radar and stuff they're actually like cb Do you radio call it pop soda thank you soda cans they yeah. go the coca-cola cans that go up into the air and triangulate the cb signal and he has this like cloud of nanobots that are in the stratosphere it's just triangulating <laughs> where the CB signal is coming from. Twister that's needs to I be want. our next that's what I fucking want. review, I think. And I then Philip Seymour Hoffman's in the background of randomly. Course. Going, food! <laughs> Twister is a food. bad movie. No, right? no, so is a no, bad no, 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 absolutely it's, not bad. Look, it's amazing. And it's wonderful, but it's a bad no, line. Actually, no, it's, it's actually a poorly a good made movie. movie. It is actually a good eh, movie. I'm willing, okay, to, I'm to, willing go to go with Twister. it being bad, but great. Should we? Just, I'm going to rewatch Twister. I should, hold on. Should I we just watch like Twister? Very, should we just watch Twister? Should for, that be our next podcast? Podcast. Next podcast. That's a podcast. Yes, We're going to sure. watch Twister. Cool. Yep, that's our next podcast. Sorry, Pat. Put Pat, it in the tin. Patrons. <laughs>
I know one that will love it. Jake. <laughs> oh God, what is this? Scare, Scare factor. factor. I gave it okay. I gave it a three. It's same reasons, basically I'm glad same Mark score because I couldn't remember. Same reasons, basically same score as Jack. I think that all of this is really in like it's intrinsically linked to that climax, like Mark mentioned. Other than that, this does nothing. It it pulls you out. It's stupid. It doesn't scare you at all. It's not threatening. You could easily logic your way throughout pretty much the whole thing. The end does a good job with tension. That's about it. And there's, there's yep. there. I don't know, there are a few sinister things going on, which you can't really do anything with. I mean, that's that's it is what it is. Three. Fair enough. Effects or judicious lack thereof. Mark and I am very curious about your score here. I gave it a six and a half. This movie looks good, and it is almost entirely in service of something, as I said before, profoundly stupid. stupid. So it, it does get knocked a little bit overall in, in terms of what the general product is, but the effects are pretty cool. They do a lot of like special stunts and stuff of like practical effects of, of semis plowing into motel rooms and busting <laughs> through ice trucks. They augment a few <laughs> scenes with CG that's probably unnecessary. I think the only times I noticed it are the first time I noticed it was in the was it when it blows through the ice truck and that actually looks fucking phenomenal. So I'm not complaining about that even one bit. The only time that it actually looked bad was when they first pull into the cornfield and I feel like they wanted to make it cloudy. And that was my thing too. The sky looks so weird in that it's, scene. It's it's like a two second little like B real thing, and they were just like, "It's too sunny. We need to make it cloudy." So they just throw in some like weird smoke machine clouds on top of the. Fr- it's so fucking weird looking. But other than that, everything yep. looks great, and it's very well practically filmed. So whatever. There you go. Six and a half. I agree with you. I gave it a six, and I've got a hot take here. The stunt driving in this movie is better than the stunt driving in the Fast and the Furious. That is a hot take. That is a very hot take. When he's on that dirt road, the stunt driving there is actually great. That's real stunt driving they're doing, like bending around corners and all of the stuff that would lead one to believe you wouldn't just run into a tree for no reason. It's a good point. Honestly, it's very stupidly executed, but the stunt driving is really good. My my take earlier presupposed that there was, in fact, a semi with a trailer going too fast on a ranch road in Wyoming and they definitely didn't fake that. So good on them. I mean, that's a stupid thing to risk your life to do, but way to go. Yeah. Look, the, the stunt driving here is good. I think it's better than the original fast and furious movie, or at least it's edited better because the editing of the driving in that original fast and furious movie, you cannot, it's like watching a goddamn Marvel movie. You can't tell what it's the like watching happening. a fight scene in uh, the the Bourne series. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just shaking shaky and, and then random cutting. and then randomly like a hand changing gears from from like two yeah. to three. And and for a two second clip, you need about seven or eight cuts. Oh yeah, it's it's like a Baz Luhrmann type editing fiasco. <laughs> Jake, Jake. I gave it a seven and a half. I mean, I pretty much agree with you guys. I, I, I'm struggling, not really struggling, but I don't think there's a ton here to like detract heavily from. I think this movie looks good when they have to do stuff that looks the way it should. The ice truck exploding looks great. The gore looks pretty good. I'm, I was surprised to see any of it, to be frank. Yeah, I mean, from an I, I, audio I guess, perspective, yeah, I'm, I'm, I guess I struggle to come up with more, like, with more of a take. We, we've already discussed some of the music, and I didn't have much to say about that. It's fine. It's of the era, and I guess that's a good thing. 
Seven and a half. I guess feels I'm lower right. than you just because of the the innovation score, right? They didn't try to do anything too hard here or novel. I um, I'm lower than you because of yeah. just. I mean, they blew up a car, and I'm good with that. I I the one thing we haven't unpacked that I think is fascinating in its brevity is the set of what is behind the motel that they're staying at. That is just like this crazy junkyard that is four feet wide and a hundred feet long. That. <laughs> Steve Zahn and Paul Walker have to walk through in order to get to the back window yeah, that's of a the weird other hotel. motel room. It's a weird hotel. It, no motels are like that. They're staying in all these like <laughs> flop houses. To quote. It's like Russell if you Don. built a motel in the jalopy jungle yeah, basically. off of Chindin. Yep. The pick apart jalopy jungle. Yeah, if that jungle, were directly behind your hotel state. within three feet of your window. Always. Yeah. Absolutely. No motel in the history of mankind has generated that amount of junk. Um, overall is our last category. Mark, what is your overall score? That's a great question. I gave it a five, and I think that's about perfect. It's definitely below oh. average, but this has – it should be like a five with a smiley face next to it, I think. I love watching this movie. It is incredibly stupid, but, man, it's a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredibly stupid, but, man, it's a bad movie. I fully agree with you. I gave it a five as well. This movie is – so fun and so dumb, <laughs> and it's just kind of wonderful, Jake. I gave it a five and a half, and I'm very un- I'm not okay with the fact that I gave this the highest score. <laughs> <laughs> it felt right down the middle well, to me. I, I there was tension here. I understand like what this is putting down. It's not novel. It's not a bad movie, though. There's a lot to criticize. This just felt like the right down the middle Andy Dalton sort of movie to me. If we were going off of our old system, you would now, having given it the highest score, have to defend why you should watch this with your buddies. Yeah. And Jack and I would have to say why you shouldn't watch this with yeah, your buddies. Yeah, which we're not going to do. And, and you have the easier job And here, you Jack. have the substantially <laughs> easier job. Because what I'm getting at here is if we are going to recommend this, if we are going to do the segment of who are we recommending this to, I mean, most people, I think. Yeah. <laughs> which we are, yeah. People like, who want to have fun watching a dumb Taking a page movie. from our friends over at the Who the Hell Is This For podcast. Let's talk about who would you, to whom would you recommend this movie? I think it's to people who, it's exactly that, right, Mark? It's it's people who might have the ability to watch a kind of dumb thing and enjoy it with their friends. I think that it's essential to watch this with your friends. And I think and that's... I'm kind of sad that we didn't. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> central to, like, what horror is. Like, the people Not who, necessarily all horror, but Not okay. necessarily all horror, but there's a substantial chunk of the viewership who are yeah. just like I want to watch a bad movie and make fun of it and that That's... is a, a quintessential part of like old school B horror it's not it's not what normal you know modern horror no this is, is B but though it's, this is a B movie part of yeah. that it's part of that this, I, this was made to be a B movie it's so also it, it's you're kind of so... laughing with it in a certain regard exactly and in that sense it's also not far removed from teen horror which is an old, a whole other thing that we really haven't broached much like I said I, I had in my notes this is a perfect PG-13 movie <laughs> yeah which if you read that differently means watch it with your friends and laugh so, yes yeah there you go Watch it's it's made to be watched with your friends. That would be the thumbs up. I agree. I don't know how I we agree. do this anymore. I, is it a universal thumbs up? Not that we're doing that segment anymore, but I think it's a universal thumbs up, and it was a great pick by me. Thank you. Thank it's you. It's kind of a delightful movie. <laughs> it's it really is. I'm glad I picked it. <sighs> <laughs> it's a thumbs up. <laughs> yes, yes, thumbs up from Jake. I did it. I got it in the can. Jack, get us out of here. Let's get the fuck yeah. Jack, out get of us here. out of here. 
<laughs> this has been an episode of this no, podcast. No, try to do it. I want to see it. It's, uh, we got to stick with the bit now. This has been episode 224 of the A to Z Horrorcast. If you like what we have going on, like we did at the top of the episode, you can... That doesn't make any sense. Uh, if you like what you heard, uh, we have a Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash A-T-O-Z-Horror and support the show at your level of choosing. Uh, we have links to all our other stuff, social media probably, in the description below. Um, next week, we're going to be watching, I forgot, remind Fright me. Fright Night, the original. Fright Night, uh, which was Jake pick. Uh, so tune in for that. But until then, Super Bear. grab some beers, get your buddies. Super Bear wrote the music um, for the that you've been hearing. And go watch some horror movies. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. You tried. That's what's important is you tried. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs>